Welcome to Geek Domination Podcast. Today is March 8th, 2015. I'm your host, Zane Kopsky. With me today is uh, Cody Stickelberger, and that's it. Anthony is moving, so he couldn't join us today. He is still moving. Apparently, his process, this process is taking him a while. Some people just take longer. I, I hate the like waiting time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in case you guys are listening to this and you haven't done it for some stupid reason, Daylight savings. Um, I'm pretty sure if they haven't done it yet, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Is like doing something wrong. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Is like if you if you live in an area that doesn't participate in daylight then savings, then fuck you, first of all. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Denver's dabbled in the idea. Yeah, they're, they're they actually doing more back. talk of it over the last couple of years. But it's just like with the amount just of sleep, get it over with. The little amount of sleep that I already get, taking an hour out of the way, it's just like. Well, like I told you, I was on last night playing Dragon Age some more and. 1 a.m. I was like, okay, cool. Went through all of 1 a.m. Time, 158, 159, 3, 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, suddenly it was 3:30, and I was like, okay, I'm definitely. Well, the thing that I'm always paranoid about is like, so I use like my phone as my alarm clock, right? I do I'm that too. Always just paranoid that for some reason it's not updating with the. Well, network. because I've seen it happen twice where it doesn't update, or it'll update and then it will shift my alarms that hour too. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I've had it where mine, when it does that update, it'll sync with East Coast for some reason. And it'll decide, like, it won't do location adjustments. See, like, mine, mine didn't. And it'll go to the factory. I don't think default. it did anything this time. Like, it didn't update until I reset it, and then I didn't even check my alarms, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mine, mine works fine, apparently. I didn't check it this morning at all. So, I checked to see Anthony's text, and that was it. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Daylight saving time sucks. A lot. A lot. I'm going to try. Although in the fall, we're always happier. We're like, oh my that's god, true. an extra hour. That's amazing. And true. Then, uh, but again, like I was telling you, like it doesn't really equate to a last of an hour of sleep. It's a last of an hour of doing something. Right, right. Yeah, that's the problem. Like I was just describing to you, I yeah. lost an hour of Dragon Age time that I was planning on having. Um, I lost that hour planning. that I'm never going to get back. I'm going to get back in the fall. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they should just get rid of this whole process <laughs> and just make it all like the same every, all around. the time. It's just like, oh, but there are different times for the farm. Fuck the farmers. No one cares. Well, then there's no farms here in Colorado anymore. Well, there are like two. There's one on North Federal. Did you know that? There's way up on like 78th and Federal. There's one farm in the middle of like suburbia. Like some guy just has held onto that land. I mean, we have the it's freaking two I acres, work at a grocery store and I don't know this. The freaking corn brand that's in Colorado. Oh yeah. I, think I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but that like looks like super good though at the same well, time. Well and I mean out east obviously, like just out past the edge of like uh Aurora, it starts getting like random farmland. The Olacy corn, that's it. That's the one. Olacy corn that's good. Not anymore. But Regardless. Yeah. So uh we've both just been dragon aging. Hard, yeah. Basically, once we both got, p- we both finally pushed ourselves past that stupid introductory phase. I feel like hundred percenting the hinterlands. Oh have, my god! I right, done, I, I did it. it. I, I finally last night. I finally knocked out a hundred percent of the hinterlands. So proud of you. And then I got another mission from uh, Cassandra. That's like hunt down these mages. One of them's in the fucking hinterlands. So I have to go bitch, back. please, please. Well, also, if you walk over by the stables in your uh, your castle place, he'll make a comment like, "Oh, I should really get." the horse master again and so then if you go back with cassandra and do one of those like hey cassandra what do you think 
she'll straight up just tell him like there's a higher calling here you need to join and then he'll join up and be in your stables and and your horses will be there alright yeah it's kind of interesting like that game took almost 20 hours to really feel invested and then well I mean here's, in here's the other thing too like like I was reading like apparently if you just focus on the story and nothing else the game takes about 15 hours Okay, I could see that. But you and me with our completionist attitude in a massive RPG, I'm just like, no, I need to be longer. I have – I unlocked three – you unlocked three Orle regions after mm-hmm. you unlocked Skyhold. Right. I've 100% one of them, and I'm almost – I'm like at 90% of the second one, and I've just barely started that one today. That's fair. <laughs> the one – I'll say this, though. Uh, Western Approach – took about 10 hours on its own um so far the Empress du leon yeah it's hard with all the french names the french one the orlais ones um that one's taken less than an hour to knock out mm. um well, like that desert it. one like i like started doing it, i was like i feel like there's like not like a super ton for me to just like the crack thing down the biggest do. thing is there the biggest it's thing the shard thing is the shard thing yeah, yeah. um and then finding the shards that are there, obviously. Right. Well, like there's like there's like still like three more rifts that I need to go there and close. I was just yeah, like, yeah, I closed all the rifts. There's a there's a cave on the upper part that apparently a side quest later will pop up, and then you'll be able to actually get the key to unlock and go into a dungeon that you can't access right now. You can only get into the first room when it'll just be swarmed by like thirty spiders, all easily killed by fire. <laughs> yeah. Turn them off. But then, did you find that cave that I was talking about with the sh- shard thing? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so did you get to the bottom waterfall area? Yes. Like, I went into, like, the f- – okay. I only had enough shards to get through, like, the first door. And, like, oh, you did part of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing is that that's a cool area. Um, I have only the last three doors on each – like, one door on each one, and uh-huh. I'm done with it. Um, each one requires 18. I just hit 18 on – like, I, I can open up one door now. And I still have to finish scouring the place I'm at now, which has another – 11 shards in it and then i have the last zone that i have to scour too and that's got to have a few like a bunch more like 20 something in it and then i just got to double check myself like go back to the, the southern coast to make sure i got 100 because i'm or 100 of those because i'm not sure i did i know for a fact simple wins is done fuck that place i got it done <laughs> um yeah it's just crazy that game has so much going on well and the, the, just to kind of give you an idea um I remember, like, two months after Dragon Age 2 came out, Bioware, on their Facebook page and their Twitter, were both, like, hiring game designers. We need to design more complex dungeons. Because every dungeon in Dragon Age 2 was a copy and paste. Almost everyone. Like, there was, like, five layouts, and they just copy and pasted those five. I know that Inquisition was originally planned as a standalone multiplayer for Dragon Age 2. I could see that because the multiplayer feels solid. The multiplayer is pretty good, and the that would make sense because the the fighting animations are the same, like the exact same when you're holding R two. Yeah. Um. And then it's like, oh, maybe we should actually make the game harder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy they did. It's yeah. friggin' good. Like, I mean, like I, we both have agreed, like it's just taken a long time to feel invested. Um, I attribute a lot of that to the fact that it's a startup. With each game, it's a startup character. Um, the thing with Mass Effect is, you have one character running through all three games. Yeah. So your attachment continues and, and progresses. Whereas Dragon Age 
one, two, and three, you're introduced to a new character who's loosely somehow associated with the original or the previous character. This one isn't at all, I don't think. Except for you hang out with Hawk. That's yeah. literally it. Um, and there's other people there, but like not yeah. any yeah, he physical has no relation to yeah, the Whereas the like heroes. Hulk, Hawk was a cousin to the, the protagonist canonized first character. It was funny when like when you meet Hawk and he's like, I have a friend of Grey Wardens. I was like, is that the first guy? And I completely forgot for about 10 minutes that he's dead. Well, he can be. Well, in my, in my yeah. timeline, he's dead. Right. He was dead in my main game, and then I did the alteration, so my second character is going to experience a different storyline where actually that guy's alive. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious because like, I, I started up a Kunari rogue because I was like, that's totally weird. I want to do that. Like, That's the weirdest I combination think my, my I can do. I think my second character is going to be a Kunari warrior. Yeah. So I'll iron oh, yeah. Are you going to go full on iron, like two-hand or I think sword so. shield? Okay. Yeah, so I'm doing twin blade. Or no, archer. Archer Kunari, which is just, yeah, exactly. Like, your face is crunched Because <laughs> Because of that. That's exactly I was like, I kind of want to do it. Like, it's just so weird. What's cool is the Kunari that you choose, no matter what, is going to be, um, what is it called? Is it Ben Hasras? That's the one not. No. That's not the right word. Uh, the w- it's, it's whatever the term is for not following the religion of the Kune. So you're you're of their people, but you're not one of the people that follow their religion. I was like seriously considering being a Kunari for my mage, and I kind of wish I would have. It would have been weird because like they, the Kunari, at least the ones in the previous games that have appeared, in the first one they didn't have horns at all, which is why there's an option when you're creating a Kunari that there's no horns on them. Um, the second one, they introduced all the Kunari decided to have giant horns. So when I was going through, I found ones that just looked like giant, like, ram horns from, like, like Satan ram horns. And I was like, yep, those are the ones I want. Like, I want the ones that just look the coolest. Um, but the mages have all had, like, these weird, like, helmets with these heavy, like, metal block mask things that cover their mouths because they're not allowed to speak. And I was really curious if a Kunari mage was going to have that. But I haven't tried it out. That'd be interesting. But yeah, it's been crazy. Like that game, like exploded like so fast. It's ridiculous, actually. Pretty much the moment you do that first storyline, you're like, oh. "Well, it's funny for me. It was literally like the second you go to the capital." Was yeah. The, like I kind of I watched that. that I watched it, but Katie was there and like. No, you watched it while I was here. Because that was right after podcast last week. Oh yeah, you're right. And I wasn't really paying attention to that fall. Yeah, like so. So it was me and Anthony that were distracting us. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> regardless, like I just missed out on what was going on. Like I understand there was a Templar that was like, who showed up and he was just sort of like, meh. And he he acted weird. He had he had like a strange behavior to him that kind of like showed that he was under influence of something. And then you get pulled aside by the mage lady, and she starts talking to you. And that, that whole part of the quest line, like, when you go to the mage, you'd be like, yeah, that wasn't me. That was, that was weird. weird. But then I realized, like, oh, he's messing with time. Time magic's involved, so that never happened for her. Do you think maybe that's really what it is? Yeah, because he went back and he changed history for her. And if the magic is only affecting one avenue, and he, he might, it might even be that mages are somewhat unaffected unless they're directly involved. That's weird. It's it's very weird, but that's the only way it would make sense to me is if, because of the time hole, she doesn't remember things. I almost thought it was almost like once you got done with that quest, that it might have been that it was her, but she didn't really want to admit it was her in front of what's-his-face. 
that's also possible. But she acted so strange about it, like less trying to hide something and more just weird. <coughs> Maybe Overall, a weird, a little weird people. They are, but we like them. We're saving them. We're both saving them. I don't know. That game has absorbed me. Like I'm, I'm every minute. I'm like, I kind of want to keep playing Dragon Age. Right well, now. no, like I know really that, like cause I don't it. know if you know this, but like before I came over, yeah. I hopped on just to, like, get some more wars tables. And I was like, there the fuck's Sin. Still playing Dragon Age. <laughs> there he is again. Yep. Well, and half the time, like I was telling you, like, when you set up those war tables, you can literally just let the game sit there. You can even turn it off, but. Yeah, you can. That's what I did. Let it sit there if you're going to plan on coming back in the next, like, 15, 20 minutes. So I've just gotten in the habit where if I'm going to be doing something that I know it's not going to take too long and I know I'm going to come back to it leave it on and let the guy stand outside the door and just go right back in 15, 20 minutes later. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sitting on fucking two missions that are twenty over 20 hours each. Holy shit. So 5 or 6 o'clock tonight, I'll be able to access them and have the then reap the rewards from them. One's finding a special blade, a fancy blade that took, is I think, 22 and a half hours. Jesus. And then there's a mission that I sent Colin on that's um, 20 hours, and it's like a... Uh, a um I don't know, I think it was like a peacekeeping mission of some kind. But yeah, like they're big, they're getting long. They're getting really long missions. It really sucks when like I wanna play like the multiplayer, but I was like, I really wanna play the single player too. It's like so hard. Oh, it's absolutely the most difficult thing ever. Like we jumped in for a little while yesterday. And it was fun. It was but by the end of it I was like, Okay, I wanna get back to the story. I went right back in. Like once I left to go to the store, like I was like, Alright, like we went to the target or something. Came right back home. Did what I need to do. Cleaned up some of the spots around the gym. And cleaned up, like, very small amounts. <laughs> Katie went to go do something else. And I just was, like, right back into it. Like, <laughs> right back into the single player. Like, I kept telling her, like, I want to fight a dragon. I really want to fight a dragon. Well, it's like, when I get home, I think I have, like, I started the night enchanter thing. Like, right before I left. So I'll just have to finish that real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is just a resource gathering. Which you can actually send Colin I to. Did that. Okay, you did that. Yep, yeah. I did that. And then cool. I just got to find the writings. And I need, like, one more of the other materials. The writing is up with Vivian. Yep. It's you have to hop across her bed. I have to find her bed. <laughs> um you know the door that heads towards the war room in Skyhold? Mm-hmm. Across the hall from it, there's another door. Um, so like if you're facing from the from the throne, it's on the left side of the room. It's not the first Oh, door is, next it to you, the, it's is it this is it the quarters one. area for everyone? Everyone oh, lives okay. there. So basically, what you do is you, uh, like I said, you go to the second door on the left from the throne. And no, yeah, I've been there because I, you ended, just go I ended up there after a scene. I did decide I'm going to romance Josephine because I'm just like, I don't know what it is about Cassandra. She I she started loves flirting me, with, with Josephine, and then, like, in the personal moments with Cassandra, I'm like, I kind of like her. She and is, then she there's moments me. where she'll, like, try to is. interact with other people, and I'm like, fucking, you're a bitch. Like, why do I like it? Like, only in the interactions where it's like very personal is I'm like she's cool. We've mentioned this too, but like the uh, oh, the romance as awful. a whole, they're stupid. Awful. Well, if you're going to be a male, straight. Yeah, that's it. That, that's the that's the one that's the worst in my opinion. Because like I could see women enjoying black, uh, Blackwall. I could see them even trying to flirt with Solus. Like I could see so I, I know one girl who like flirts with Solus in her game all the time. Well, because you can if you're an elf. That's right. He is he is very particular about from a female. Elf. Um, Sarah Fucker. Uh, God, I, she's she's annoying, but I can understand the appeal of personality over that obnoxious. I remember just voice. reading like so much. It's like just people were just like, 
I feel like my best option is to be gay with Dorian, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was like, all right. Fair enough. Dorian's like, he's a cool character. He's so. pretty cool. He's kind of obnoxious. I, this is sort of spoilery. Oh my uh, God. It's not, it's not groundbreaking spoilery, but, uh, the dude from the uh, mage mission, the, that Tevinter dude, you capture him, you get a place of judgment upon him. He's one of the judgment missions mm-hmm. you can do. I, uh, tranquiled him. Cause I was like, you're right. You know a lot of stuff that's really important. I'm just gonna remove all your emotions. I'm gonna make you a tranquil, and you're gonna work here. Everyone hate like only Iron Bull. Uh, I think Iron Bull and Cassandra were the ones who were okay with it. Everyone else was like disapproved. And I'm like, the townspeople, like the mages that were on my side, hated it too. I was like, really? Like, this was something that mages created to take care of mage problems. Like, I'm just following suit. I don't know. Like, it was one of those moments where I was like, no, he's going to be tranquil for me. Like, that's it. And everyone hated it. It was weird. People are weird. <laughs> the way they structured some of the game's decisions based on, like, their personalities is weird. Because sometimes it doesn't, like, you're like, oh, this person really well, loves again, this. Well, again, too, like, the the game, like, and all the Dragon Age games have done this, where they kind of right. lean you towards siding with the mages more than Templars. Because the Templars kind of hold themselves in a kind of asshole way. Yeah. In all the I mean, there's games. always exceptions. So, like, you go and you do the mission with the mages and you freed them everyone disapproves I'm like what oh alright bitches please well everyone disapproved and then as you go talk to them personally you can turn all their behaviors to being like okay I get it like yeah you probably made the best I'm pretty sure my Vivian hates me (laughs) yeah Vivian's never gonna turn around but like you can flirt with her you can actually flirt with her but it'll never go anywhere yep which I'm like really which what's this is what's funny in my game I've just made it a running habit and kind of my own little running gag for myself that that chick that you always meet every time you go to a new place that dwarf flirt with her can you with her you can just flirt with her oh that's my it. gosh that's every funny. single time I go to see her I'm like oh you don't you don't look so hot what's going on like what's what's happening and then she's like oh you know th- oh I shouldn't be telling you this you're the you're the leader of the Inquisition and I'm like see so why this don't you is come funny. over with me I'm leader of the Inquisition show you a nice time <laughs> and in my head I was like. Actually, I wouldn't have minded. Like, she actually has personality. It looks fun and actually is kind of like they actually made attractive to an extent with her face. Like, obviously, they're video game characters, but you do want to kind of impart some of your personal taste in there. And it's just a matter of like, Sarah looks like she has a ass face, just ass face. This little dwarf has a prettier face than this (laughs) elf over here. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. The um, companions go from like super awesome to super meh. Just Absolutely. As a whole. Well, and like I was trying to, I was gonna explain to you today, which actually this is exactly what I was hoping to explain. Like you were in Blackwall is probably the most compelling character you come across, just personally. And I would say that or in Iron terms, Bowl. and I would agree. Like in terms of Dragon Age Inquisition, the most compelling ones that you meet. And no. then I thought about it, and I was like, well, Varric is Dragon Age Two. That's when his story is told. Right. When you come into Dragon Age Inquisition, you should know pretty much his whole story now he's just with you commenting on your life and applying that previous experience and the previous uh knowledge to the current situation so like i felt like some of the characters cassandra was kind of loosely introduced as a running thread through dragon age one and there's actually a great fight between her and varick after um after you meet Hawk, which you did, um, if you go and find Cassandra, she's yelling at, at Varric, and you basically get to disperse that conversation and talk her down and actually get down to, like, the root of her real issues, and she becomes more interesting immediately. 
it's really cool the way that like they keep leaving like these surface layer moments and then just like momentarily will just dive hard into that character um there's some great cutscenes with colin colin's actually really interesting too with now yeah. to me he's actually become very interesting um one thing that you might already know if you did some research so you kind of can use this preface knowledge going into this but you know how templars need to take lyrium so that they can counteract mages he stopped taking it so he's kind of in constant pain right now he's just like i'll bear it but i've decided this is my decision that's cool but so no like, like going back to the whole black wall thing like just to give some preface for the listeners yeah, yeah like i went and like did the black wall mission and there's like a little two minute introductory with him just talking and he's recruiting i was like i am more invested than black wall into anyone else right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, Blackwall being a former warden, the fact that you have... The game sets it up, and, like, when I thought about it, the series actually sets itself really well because you get to experience life as a Grey Warden. And basically, since you go through that process of, like, understanding what they go through, actually, and uh, going through the problem of, like, oh, your life's on the line. Here's some Darkspawn blood. Drink it. Like, you have to drink this or else you can't kill them. You can't kill the Archdemon. Okay. Oh, now you're blighted. You you technically have the blight in a safe way. You're not poisoned, but you are in a way because you're gonna die. You're gonna go mad and die sometime around forty, regardless of anything that's going on in your life. And then we find out through the story, like, you know, that it there's deeper stuff going on with that kind of thing. And then Blackwall gets introduced, and he's almost just a an avatar for that first character from the first game and what they went through mm-hmm. because he survived it and now what happens after the, the blight's over what do they do they scatter and as we're finding out things happen and they're they're playing a big role again and it's really cool um and the whole magister storyline is really crazy and i'm like the more i'm looking at it, i'm like damn this is just it's just insane like how deep this goes because basically everybody but mages is can be corrupted now yep i mean Force feed someone some red lyrium or give them some dark spawn blood and they're controlled. Guess what? Mages don't consume any of it. One way or another. The only way they can become corrupt is becoming an abomination. Yeah, exactly. But that's a completely different thing in general. Exactly. So it's just been really cool getting into all that lore again because, like, I guess this was this was like around the perfect time. We were both kind of tapering hard on Destiny. I mean, hell, this week we just knocked out Nightfall. Did we even do the weekly? I don't even know. Um, I think we, we did. did. We, we did. did. We did. Yeah. We did. yeah, we did. Because we did. Who was our third? Flag. It was a random. Flag. Was it flag or was it a random? I think it was a random. I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was a random actually. Because we had the Galahorn. We were we were yelling Zerf at him. Because we were until, we were until he got the Galahorn out. He there called him Zerf. Yeah, that's right. Oh um, no, because remember he died during Sepkis and I just danced on his body. Oh yeah, yeah. We just were like, you, you're, you're, you're not good enough. We're just gonna leave you dead. Um, Get fucked. But yeah, the game. Came, like we just sort of picked it up at the perfect time. We really did for us, for personally for us. Right. And once we smashed out that first like eighteen hours of like slight bit of grindiness. Well, again, like I remember, like so this is like kind of spoilery for those who haven't played the game. Yeah. But like the game starts with you basically getting the ability to close rifts in from our world to the demon world. Yeah. You get that ability, and the whole like first twelve hours or so of the game. Is like okay. The Inquisition's goal is to close the breach. And so you just think all you should be doing is, is like, all right, the breach rips. is just like, this is like done, and like you go on a mission, and it happens, and it's the most anticlimactic thing in the world. 
and I was like really mad for a couple minutes. I was like, that was fucking it. I thought it was. Uh, that's what I seriously like. There was, like, n- there was no was fight. Like, it was just like a two minute cut, or like not even two minutes. Like a but super But the whole short point cutscene. of it was that whole section is a giant prologue. Yeah. To the actual story. And then of the that happened. And I was game. just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that whole final portion of that 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 level blew my mind because it's just so like it made me feel like i was my character for Mm -hmm. a large portion i was like oh my god like he is telling that guy off oh and he just launched okay and now he's running okay yep the whole sequence with him running through the the way that was dumb dumb. that part was really stupid i thought that was dumb i understand trying to go for a effect because you want the player to feel a certain way but do it in a cutscene you could have done just as well in a cutscene or give me five seconds of it and why like Make those don't make me walk for six like eighty feet at like quarter speed. Right. Let me walk for five feet at quarter speed and to just get the point across and then move on. Cause yeah, I was just sitting there like, are you friggin' kidding me? Just holding the stick forward, just like any time now it'll be great. To just do another cutscene, like oh we're back into oh, another section of it. Cool, like slower. Still going. Oh, oh, slower now. Oh, oh, they found me. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm not gonna die in the wasteland. Would I mean, I can go that, fast again. That song and then the mountain climb was just like a straight knockoff of Lord of the Rings, Lord like the Rings. completely. I remember, like, I was on party chat with you. I was like, "Oh, they're Lord, Lord of the Rings, me." No, you. you oh, I was texting, texting me. Yeah, I was like, "No, you're just like the game, just totally Lord, Lord of the Rings, me." And my yeah. response was, "One ring to rule them all, stupid fat hobbitses." <laughs> and then I was like, "No, no, mountain montage." You're like, "Oh, that was my next guess." Well, and then like it was like I, I meant to send this text whenever I went across. I was like, actually. That would have been my guess after dwarves being tossed across a pit or an elf sliding downstairs on a shield shooting thing. Which then I replied with, like, basically that <laughs> more than likely, I'm pretty sure the DLC character from the second game has a cutscene where he slides down a st- set of stairs shooting things with arrows. <laughs> His name was Sebastian. He wore, like, solid white armor. Has Varric referenced Sebastian in your game? I don't think so. He did it towards, in my game, towards uh, I don't uh, think Black Wall. I didn't, um do like or like didn't change any of the dragon or the oh, okay. two yeah. DLCs for mine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I left it untouched so my storyline probably thinks it never happened. Right, right. Yeah. So basically like to put it very simply, Sebastian's a royal person who fights for the chantry. He used bows and arrows and he wore solid white. He was very uptight kind of character. Kind of cool. Um Barrett compares Blackwall to him and he tries and basically he's like you're too nice to Blackwall. Blackwall is like is niceness a problem? And, like, he's like, you should be taking this as a compliment. The other guy would have taken it as a compliment. Like, cause he, then he compares it to Sebastian directly. It's pretty cool. Like, the number of those little bantery moments. Like, we were even talking. One just happened to mind game that you've heard, like, seven times. That made me laugh my Black ass Black Wall off. and Iron Bull. They we could like fight crime. crime. That's what we're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Inquisitors, technically. Like, if you want to get down to it, all of them except for Varric had, like, an actual title No, name. it's... Inquisitor, Blackwall, and Iron Bull, and their friend Varric. <laughs> With Bianca. I crafted some uh, Grey Warden armor for Varric, and I entitled it Bianca's, I think, Bianca's Choice. I noticed I was that. Like, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be doing these and making them like really cool, I'm going to make them personal to each character. I'm, um, I'm actually going to start doing that. Now that like, crafting gear actually is more important for me. Wait, actually, till after you get your masterwork person down there. Um, it should be after you do your first mission out of Skyhold. Like, Which area? You just just leave, basically. Go do one thing. Not even like a full, full-fledged full mission set of stuff. Like, just oh, go. Oh, leave and come back or I didn't know that. Essentially. Like, is it now like scaffolding everywhere? 
No, like everything's like well, like mostly reconstructed, but like scaffolding yeah. pieces are everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then you should be fine. There should be a So uh, you should go back to my foyer area, there's the mask fortress? Or like what No, you should go to I think it's on the war table first. Okay. And basically you just it like it should say something like, um Arcanist. Yeah. Okay. It I'll should wait. be like a twenty minute mission, I think. You wait for it, you like get it. Yeah, I s once I was like reading, because I was like, where the fuck are the the specialization trainers? And I was like, I was like, yeah, you need to leave and come back. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you should be able to get unlock the the Arcanist, and then she'll appear in in that under cross the forge area, under cross or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's a dwarf. Um, it's a, it's actually a chick from the first game that you save from the dwarven city of Val Vatimar or something like that. One Sounds of about right. Something like that. If um, I'm remembering my knowledge from Dragon Age Keep, that sounds maybe right. Pretty close. I don't they, know. They use a lot of uh, Amars in their I don't shit. remember, like, half the choices. I, I don't know. But, that. but keep it simple. Like, this girl, she was studying. She's a dwarf, and dwarves have no connection to magic. Right. Um, but she studies magic. She's fascinated by it. And so, like, if you set her free, essentially, by encouraging her to leave, she appears in Dragon Age Inquisition as the Arcanist, who will then masterwork all your armor and, and weapons. That's cool. And masterworking is really cool because it'll just add an additional weird effect to your armor when you craft it. I can't wait to get more dragons killed because I'm going to make like a one, I think it's a 186 for light armory. Damn. That, that same trench coat I'm wearing, but it, uh, when I first crafted it, it's solid white. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. So I am very excited. So I'm going to do that for so sure. Fancy. And if I have enough leftover materials, I'm going to do a hood that way too. And maybe. I still don't have any fucking hoods. I'm pretty sure my. Inquisitor has been wearing the same helmet the entire game with this super little like leather cowl. I'm just like this. This is the reason why I'm hiding helmets. Yeah. All the helmets look fucking. Well, and, stupid and like right I'm now. happy I have a hood because like I'm not exactly satisfied entirely. Like I keep looking at my character. I'm like, you know, I like it, but I also I've really hate it. I've grown on mine. It. I've grown on mine a lot. Like I remember like s like sending it to you. And I was the like, this only is pretty thing good. And then like two minutes later, I was like, I wish I wouldn't have done red hair. Right. Right. But the it's only like grown on me. The one thing I wish I had done is slim out the jawline a little bit more. Because I was looking at it again. I'm like, man, I must have been tired when I made this. Because that does not look I what I like wanted. I feel that second voice in general just doesn't match. And you you and I did the different voice sets, actually. See, I like my voice set. Cause, well, and I figure it's probably actually because it's more in temper with my voice. Maybe. So I relate to it more automatically. It's more of a deeper tone. And naturally, as you know, like and people listening can tell, like I have a generally deeper voice. So obviously, I'm going to attach more no, to that. No, clearly my voice is deeper, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to play this game? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was apparently possessed by a demon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't turn into an abomination, Cody. But I do like, like you and I both kind of looked at it and were like, mage. Oh, De yeah. Mage. Definitely mage. Like, Well, everything you were telling me, it was like, the game kind of sets you up to be a mage. Everything I was reading, consider being a mage. I was like, it is the most fun. Mage. Like at the end of the day, like I was really considering it. And plus, I've messed around a little bit with Blackwall. I've messed around. With I really Varric. like, especially with um, one of them was the, the um. Yep. Multiplayer. Yep. And I like saying again while I'm introducing our warrior to the hand, it's because like I've been having so much fun with Reaver. Okay. And the multiplayer, that was like, you know, that's pretty fun actually. See, and like I was messing around with the archer, and actually it plays very similarly to the mage in a lot of ways. It I just can see that. it just works with a shit ton more critical. So you just see higher numbers pop more frequently, and you're just like, man, if I have a good set of warriors in front of me, like basically aggroing the shit out mm -hmm. of the enemies, my archer is gonna be fucking badass. So I'm excited to get that Kunari going because like. I chose it just on a whim, like because normally when I was going in Dragon Age Two, I chose Twin Blades. That was my rogue that I was like running with consistently. Mm -hmm. 
I'm really happy. I don't know Archer. if I'm gonna do a rogue. I don't know what it is. I'm like, they just feel kind of like the outlier class, in a way. In some ways, they are, but they kind of like require their own little different kinds of. It takes a completely different mindset in a lot of ways because a lot of it is crap making. A lot of it is like let me stealth around. Mm-hmm. But let me just hit with a shit ton of crits that are just gonna pop like fourteen hundred out of nowhere. And you're like, no one else on my team can even hit two hundred, and I just pop fourteen hundred out of nowhere. Like, it's that kind of mentality. Where you're like, okay, I can drop enemies like clockwork. Um, but mage is just enjoyable. The fact that we both did, like, we both looked at it. And we're like, en- enchanter. Mage, like, mage. I uh, thought about enchanter. necromancer for a while, and I contemplated um the other one, rift mage. Yeah, the rift mage for a little bit. I was like, hmm, that kind of looks cool. But and then I was like, no, no. Well, they see no. it in like how I'm like doing it. I was like, um, I'm gonna make because like my Dorian is a necromancer, so I'm just gonna make him like what mine would have been. Yeah. Because necromancer essentially was turned into a dot class. Yeah. Well, and, and, and in in essence, all mages have the opportunity to have a lot of dot going well, right. on. right. Like just in general. Well, because um, like, it actually like the dot, like the necromancer tree synergizes well with the fire tree for that reason. Right. Right. See, and I think my Dorian has a lot of ice and electricity, so. He'll be a little bit different, but I'm not. I think I'm actually with him. because I'm rarely ever going to play with her. My Vivian is going to be like the same build as me since we're both night enchanters. Yeah, well, essentially that's what I'm going to do with her. I'm going to I think instead of doing a lot of fire, I'm going to do something else that like essentially Maybe keep I'll filling in the gaps because like my character is strong in fire and has a lot of like just that one tree of spirit, mm-hmm. and it's probably I'm going to probably add like one or two more ice ones on there just because ice is effective against those rage demons. Those rage demons I grabbed suck. just that, that tree just for that. And that's what I have it too, I just for that moment. But then I'm going to, I think I'm going to add the perk for the ice dash so that I freeze enemies as I pass through them. That dash is so fun to oh, use. Oh, it's awesome. Like, I started just like, man, my horse is useless. I'm just going to run around with this. Like, well, there's just times where I'm just like, oh, this place, like, maybe if I just shoot behind him, he won't know. Nope, he's still shooting at me. Well, that was fun. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. Like, once you get that arcane vanish thing mm-hmm. dash vanish or what's really cool is the way i have it set up since it's both on triangle i was going to tell you this actually um earlier when we were talking about it because you had mentioned how you have your dash on r1 i have it on triangle and i realized i did this on accident but dash release this and he'll start swinging immediately when he comes out of it Ooh. like the maybe moment I'll he pops that. out maybe he I'll just do starts wailing away maybe i'll do the r2 r1 as dash and then just r1 just be the regular sw- that works really well because then it's like R2, R1 on my two attacks. There you go. There, there, there's the answer. Dragon Age beat. <laughs> Figure <Success>. it out. <laughs> See, and I, I think R1 is kind of awkward for me. Like, I really like the face buttons more. My usual go-to is actually square. But well, again, I just kind of felt like just if, like, looking at other games, like, right, the shoulder right. buttons are usually tuned to, like, special stuff. Right, right, I was right, like, right. I want my face button to just be normal abilities. Like, I think my triangle is actually my barrier. That makes sense. See, and my, my my circles are my fires. Like regular circle is. See, I have R one. Since since they're kind of my oh fuck moments, R ones are my uh, are my heal team focus, which is another focus ability. So it, it it's either or. I either have the giant rift opening decimation move, mm-hmm. or full revive on the team, leaving an area of effect that'll consistently keep them popped off for a few minutes, which is super beneficial at times. Mm-hmm. Especially with dragons, that's the that's the thing is that like that's a super good alternative for when you're fighting dragons because that AOE attack will not affect them. Um, but I have that on square, and then on the alternate, I have the barrier, so I do have to hold L two to activate the barrier, which is kind of cumbersome. But I'm probably gonna just gonna wind up switching those because I do like square being my barrier in general because I just 
it's just I square haptic. Is. I think my square is my mark of the beast right now. I just and haven't, that's what I haven't adjusted that's the it. De- that's the default where it replaces. Right. I just I haven't had something else there before. But I actually haven't done any combat since I got that in yeah. World of Super. Yeah, it's those are so fun. But those focuses, like, I need to figure out exactly what a combo move is according to the system because it's laser. right. <laughs> Um, I feel like it's probably just multiple people and attacking the same thing. And that's what I thought it was, Google. but I've done that. I've set up multiple people attacking at the same moment using, like, combination attacks is what I thought they were. But now i got to find out if there's, like, actually, like, specific attacks that go together. Because um, if you set them up, I have the, the, the update for the Inquisitor class that as you do combo attacks, all of your team's focuses will jump up a large amount during combat. And if I can get that to you know, um, essentially proc more times, I'd be able to unleash that way more and be more effective in combat. Okay, this is weird. So basically this is how it works. Each class has a certain status effect they can reflect, and certain quote-unquote detonative abilities take advantage of that status effect caused by other classes. That makes sense. So you have stun, sleep, freeze, and paralysis, which are the four um, statuses you can inflict. And then the detonator abilities essentially go from... Like, depending on what you do, like, does high damage or, so, for example, like, it's, like, if a warrior stuns and then you, that's weird. Yeah. Like, if you, you, you like, stun and then you, like, dispel that stun off, apparently, like, does something. It's weird. So, it's technically, like, okay, let me, let me set this up then. A warrior does stun and then immediately I follow with immolate, which does have a dispel effect on it as well. It'll cause an explosive eruption of sorts, is what they're, they're getting at, I think. That sounds like what you kind of described, I think. It's weird. That is a weird thing. But there's there's different ones. There's one, two, three, <coughs> six different combo types. Basic combo, rupture, shatter, nightmare, discharge, and weakness. See, and I've seen those words pop, like, as you're fighting, and I just, it's like... Oh, I did a thing! Yeah, well, because, like, <laughs> I'm hardly ever in commander mode, and I feel like I'm, that's... Yeah. The only way that's going to work is if you're in commander setting up those those m- moments, you know? Not necessarily, because, I mean, like, like one of them is the stun, and between my two warriors, things are pretty consistently stunned. That's true, but I just mean in general, like, for me, mo- my warriors tend to leave people just sundered, like, sundered out the ass. Yeah. And, like, you can freeze them, too. That's another one. It's weird. Well, and that would make sense. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've done... Uh, maybe I'll have to put deep freeze somewhere back on my tree. Maybe I'll, I'll get... Well, I'll figure it out. I'll have to it's, hard. it's hard. It's kind of being hard limited to eight abilities. That's what I'm thinking too. Is I'm like they should have just given us, like, I don't know, something. something like on different. one hand, I'm like, eight abilities wait, seems like not enough. They should have just uh, wait. They should have given us two more because you're not. You I mean, left is the map when you're running around, but in combat it should take or hold L two and it becomes an optional attack as well. Mm, I don't know. D pad. They they could have messed around a little bit with it. But at the same time, like limiting that to a pretty low amount brings in this variety of choice and what he really wants. I also think, though, if you go into tactical mode, you should be able to just have full options. That'd be cool. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make a lot more sense, yeah. Um, and I'm sure that that was a lot largely structured around the PC, because PC, you're able to have all your, op- like, you can have a much larger table of options, much like when you, you know what I mean, you just see, like, the fucking panel of them at the bottom on some people. I don't even want to know. I was going to say it. I don't I'm even want to I'm going to find one. A I'm picture sure. of my interface. You're just gonna be like, "What the fuck?" No, I, I'm, I'm sure. Let's see another picture where I'm gonna find it. 
Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's been really cool to just see all that come out and see it. And like the fact that we're both playing it, like I love that we're tossing back ideas. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so just a sidetrack. Okay. So I just went to my guild's Facebook page and I remembered that mid raid, you're going to hate me for this. Okay. We were in the middle of fighting a boss. You selfied out the ass, didn't you? Oh, well, I selfied a motherfucker. But I was literally in the middle of a fight. I was like, mid-fight selfie. Did it and died instantly <laughs> because I wasn't keeping my abilities up to taking. And we all just, like, burst out laughing. So this, on the Facebook page, there's the selfie with hashtag the selfie that wiped the rain. <laughs> you would. That would totally be so you. So good. Um, but, yeah. So getting back to point, um, it's just been really good. Like I really love that we're both playing at the same time, and we're not oh, yeah. terribly far. Like I'm, I'm literally two full zones different from you, and I've got a, a second story mission essentially from what you have. I also have one that you get after you do a bunch of stuff in the uh, Western Approach, because mm -hmm. that's where you meet up with Hawk and Shroud. Or no, you meet up with them somewhere else, and then they want to go to the Western Approach, and then you meet them there, and you do a whole story mission there. And then it, it actually opens up like a separate individual on the map story mission from the Save the Empress person. So, like, in theory, I technically actually haven't done a whole ton more than you. You've done a lot more side than me. I've done a lot more side than you. That's you really it. Well, I mean, with you being sick last week, you just were able I to devote. I had two full days. You I were able to devote so much time to this fucking game. I was able to devote, uh, like, 20 more hours, essentially, than you. Well, and yesterday was, like, actually, like, the first time I was able just to hard Mashed sit down and just play the game. Which you did. You knocked out a good – you got I knocked out so much. And what's nice is, like, I was able to kind of just let you know, like, hey, you can just go on and skip a lot of stuff. Like, in reality, like, you can go back. Well, like, you texted me and you were like, this is a, a checkpoint point. And I was like, so do I have to do this? No. So what do you mean by checkpoint? Nothing I liked. I was like, yeah, oh, well, okay. I like, I, well, it, well, and the thing was, is, like, when I had told you that, it was before I had done it. Like, it was, like, oh, immediately okay. before I had started it. And I was like, it feels like one of those moments. So I'm just letting you know, like, it's probably going to be one of those moments. And then, like, it happened. And well, I was yeah, like, like so I'm pretty sure Colin even says, like, we're not sure how this will affect everyone. Yeah. So it gives you that feel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, it really sets it up hard. And I was like, uh, you might want to do some stuff. And then, like, it happened. And I was like, I did, like, I did most all of the major side quests. Like I said, the only yeah. thing I have left is collections, I'm, I'm assuming. I have, like, 50% of the hindrance. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest there. If I'm if I'm being completely real about the hindrance, I have 100% in all the side quests there. I haven't finished. I still need to go back. I think I have to find one more area that I haven't found, apparently. Oh, God, no. I hate those kind of things. I think I need, like, five more mosaics hidden around the hinterlands, which... So the collection stuff. The collection stuff is where I'm kind of, just like, on the final I have piece. the collection stuff in Storm Coast. All I have left is the shards. Only thing I have left in Raid Storm Coast. I think all I have left there is mosaic. Mosaics are the hardest ones. They're just flat out the hardest ones. Like unless you're looking at a guide, they're just you're gonna randomly find them. Really, more more often than not, you're like, oh, I found a giant piece of rock that uh, my scanner found, so I'm oh, gonna pick it up. Yeah. And then um, what else is there? In the the marsh, I have one more rift because there's a level twelve rift, and I tried to do it, and it just fucked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I did enough side quests so that right before I did the big mission that opened up Skyhold, I was at 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, or I no, I'm 11. 11. I was 11. I think I'm 9. So on one hand, that's the other part where I've been kind of like, I want to keep doing these these side quests, but I don't want to feel super overpowered. Well, and that's the, the beauty moment. of it. Like, I was... Yeah, because that, 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 that Skyhold opening up mission is 8 to 11, and I started it at 11. Like, I was at the peak of where it would have before I was overpowered. So, like, 
while I'm doing a lot, I'm trying to stay within that boundary as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really trying not to become like, oh, this is a walkthrough. Like, oh, I'm just going to stroll through this. Like, I'm really trying to avoid that, too. But I'm also trying to get a shit ton done. Right. There's and that explore balance. everything. So, I really like it. I love that we're bouncing ideas off. Like, I really like that you suggested that one thing. And, like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and as, as a norm, run Iron Bull, Varric, and, and, and uh, Blackwall. But then I found out, like, you might want to do this during the dragon because, like, Varric right. is useless, but Solus will keep you guys alive. So, like, we're, I love that we're just bouncing these ideas back. And, like, you're doing a lot of this research. I'm staying, I'm doing I'm, so much research. I've stayed off the internet completely with it. Like, I've only gone on and I'm like, where the fuck is, like, the, the literature for um, the arcane? Um, See, yeah. I'm almost the exact opposite because in some ways I'm only doing research about the trivial stuff. Like, right. class builds and stuff like that because that's my nature as an MMO player. Right, right. I'm just like, okay, so there's all these abilities. What is necessary for me to be the best? It's just See, and I saw the price on those respects and I was like, um, but then, um, problem. like, the actual game, like, actual finding things, I have no idea what it is. The only time I'm doing it is, like, for instance, with that one with the arcane uh, warrior thing. Like, oh, well, I kind of I kind of know. It's like, like, in the thing, it's like, you can either do this or talk to your person who, talk to one of your followers. Like, oh, Vivian, okay, we'll go find her shit. See, that was kind of the thing, is, like, it didn't tell me that. It just said, like... Didn't you just quest log on it, actually? If you just go into your See, journal. and I kept going back to it, and it wasn't really clear. Like, it was one of those things, like, where I was like... It just says find it online. Like, uh, I don't that's remember where. I think it was in the description or something. Regardless. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I've been back and forth. Like, I've been going through there, and I'm, then I, I ran around all of Skyhold I like for an hour, and I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> and that, like, it's those moments where I'm like, if I spend too much time trying to find something, that's when I'm like, where the fuck is this? Oh, it's later. Got yeah. it. Put it back down, and then I'm right back in the loop. Like, for instance, like I was saying, like, in Oasis, there's that one gate in the dungeon back area and it's like find this thing and it, what it does is it puts on those giant search areas over the entire map the entire map what yeah. jesus and so you're like no i don't feel like this is accurate looked online sure enough it just says side quest and i was like side quest later cool put it down and went continue my business I was like okay so you find the key on some guy that's part of a side quest later got it that's all i needed to know is if i should continue to wander around for fucking hours that's the only time i'm like let me let me ask google because i'm not fucking <laughs> doing this right now but it, ah, it's been so fun yeah dragon age is uh consumed our lives um we never even asked our normal question of what have you been doing this week I, because well, that's, like, that's <laughs> all, I like, I was like we've been doing a lot of dragon age that's all i know like we've just been doing a shit ton of it that and then that's about it wow being normal, normal to you what wow, wow going normal yeah yeah i basically just log on to raid right now I just kind of hit that point where I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, essentially what we were doing. I mean, we're doing even lighter for Destiny. We're like, we're, you and I are just like, Nightfall. literally just night of Nightfall at this point. And Nightfall, I'm okay with doing a weekly, one one weekly a week because like. Just to keep up with things. Yeah, just to keep the co- coins kind of topped off. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with maybe doing two even, but I'm not going to stress it. Like, if we well, have again, time. Well, again, like, we, we kind of hit that point where it's like, okay, so Tuesday, Nightfall, weekly, done. And then once there, it's like, oh, we need a couple more coins, then we'll pop into our second Exactly, weekly. exactly. So like, it's not that necessity anymore. Exactly. Well, it's funny because we were talking yesterday. I was having awful internet problems oh yesterday. It was this disconnected. I'd Fucking a, right? That I figured horrible. it was this interference. I think just in general. Okay. I so I just like did like a like a hard like turned off my router, turned off my PS4, like unplugged them for like sixty seconds, both of them. Yeah, like, like the checked f- the like actual RAM reset and full yeah, like 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 both of them completely. Yeah. And then like just like double checked like my channels, and everything. There wasn't like a ton of interference. Plugged them all back in. It was fine. 
Yeah, but like regardless, I was like disconnecting from party like every two minutes. It was like making anything online just impossible. And I was like, I made the comment. I was like, if we were trying to do Destiny right now, it would be nothing. Nothing, nothing would be happening. Nothing happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like we were talking about, like Destiny, we're excited for certain updates. Like obviously the shotgun stuff it has invigorated in us enough that we're like, yeah, you want to hop on and knock out a few like, you know, rocks for like an hour. Yeah. We're willing to do that because, it, like, the nice thing about Destiny is, like, that's not nice about Dragon Age in a way, is time commitment. Because with, oh, yeah. with Dragon Age, forward, you, you feel like you have to devote a certain amount of time to get something done. Yeah, like, and again, I played the game for probably, I don't know, nine or ten hours total yesterday. And I finally felt like I kind of took that step and got everything done. Yeah, yeah. And see, and like, the, the one thing I find frustrating is, like, Destiny, I'm able to hop on, like, say, during my lunch even knock out the daily if i really yeah. wanted to well, if you're gonna hop on a dragon age for your lunch what are you gonna i've get done, done that i've done it and it's one of those things where like i'm trying to finish up a conversation because of conversation trees are horrible but you don't want to miss something because it might move on and you might lose that person and lose some codexes that might apply so you're just that's why I'm, i've gotten so used to just tapping square through most of the conversation questioning portions mm-hmm. like the questions i'm like i don't actually care that much about what you're saying specifically right now at all and I'll you are through. unimportant to me. I hope but, you realize. But you might hold a piece of information that is. So I'll smash through this real quick, get the information logged in my game. Hopefully the conversation finally finishes. And usually it takes like 10 minutes total time. So like I've had to set myself up where like if I'm 20 minutes away from having to go back to work, I'll just flat out won't do anything with any interaction with anyone. Like I'll be like, okay, might kill something. Might wander around and pick up some resources. That's it. That's all I can do for like murder everything. These last like five minutes. And then I'll save and quit. Like it's become one of those things where like I can only do like patrol and pick up some resources during my lunch, which is kind of convenient because like I I don't set aside enough time to actually devote to resource management. And there's a lot of that in that game now, especially especially with the masterwork stuff going on. Like needing those resources has become more vital. So good and bad, but. Yeah, Destiny's kind of just become that, like, oh, I got, like, 15 minutes? Okay, I can knock out one thing real quick mm. and get something Well, for done. me, that's just kind of wow. That's just... Yeah. Like, if I actually did it every day, which I've gotten so lazy about at this point, I actually, like, logged in to all my characters, did all their garrets and stuff, it would probably take me about 15 minutes a day, and I'm just like, you know what? It's just... Gear river. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, until update. I mean, there are less things. Like, we're just... With Destiny specifically, we're just waiting for House of Wolves now. We're getting, like, a... a a pretty decent patch just came out for a while, but it didn't add in, like anything groundbreaking to the yeah. game. Yeah, and like we, we were saying, like Destiny. Did you? I don't know if you did because I didn't like I didn't tag you in it, but I posted a cutscene. I saw you post. Did you watch that? I haven't watched. I it. feel like you'll actually appreciate it, even though I'll, you, you kind of. I'll wind up checking it. that. I'll probably. I'll, I'll give you some preface yeah. of it, but like well, that yeah. cutscene, like I watched it. All yeah. that did was make me excited for the next patch because of what's See? coming. See, because the next patch, right. it's always been like, um, even numbers or raid patches. And yeah. odd numbers are in between patches. So this was like a 6.1. It was just basically just enough content to keep you going until the next raid comes out. Well, I'll say this too. Like, I forgot. Uh, Destiny actually, like, Bungie posted saying, like, we're about to see 1.1.2 here in, like, two weeks, two or three weeks. And it's like, you just released 1.1.1. But whatever. Like, you're prepping because uh, my theory still stands that the new DLC is going to be 1.2 flat out. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, that's Absolutely. what we're pretty sure. So. One thing that I don't think this is worthy of the news section, but yeah, yeah. something that happened in WoW this week was pretty cool. There's this this guy who goes by the name of Double Agent, mm-hmm. and um, so when you're a Pandaren, you can be both factions, right? Yeah, yeah. So you start the your character factionless, 
and you go through like a little quest line. Like by the time you're like, I think it's almost level ten, you choose your faction. Well, this guy has made it his life goal to be max level non Was it? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was about to actually say that. Uh, yeah, I saw that post about somebody hitting a hundred, no factions. Yep. He actually did it. Oh yeah. Well, it's fucking just, ridiculous. Well, it's just the, the madness about that is literally so there's no factions. So there's essentially no quests. So basically what this guy does nonstop is kill shit on the island and, like, pick herbs. And it's such a menial amount of experience at that level. That's horrible. Like, it took him two weeks of doing that straight to go from just 99 to 100. So I was like, this guy, is, he's a hero. He's something. Um, it's kind of cool. But yeah, so like that's pretty cool. Um, any games coming out that you're kind of looking forward to right now? Like that are sooner? Yeah. Than later? Yeah, because like I know I'm looking forward to actually Borderlands. Now that we kind of talked with our group and we're like, you know what, we might we might want to do this. Like I might do. Yeah, I'll definitely. I was that. looking at it. That's about two hundred forty dollars worth of game, both oh, yeah. DLC and co- and game on for sixty dollars. I was like. I'll take I'll take that. I'll, I've pl- I played Dragon Age two. And well, again, or, I mean, now that I'm expecting a almost triple the amount tax return than usual. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, we'll probably we'll probably get that. Yeah. But um, anything sooner than later. I'm set till night, Arkham Knight. Yeah, I'm. I might pick up. Well, okay. Bloodborne. Well, now we'll 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 touch on this again yeah, in the yeah. news. But um, yeah. new Hearthstone expansion next month. Oh yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah, cause I'm, I think I'm gonna probably I'm definitely getting Borderlands because that's something that, like they announced like something that they never did before. Like none of the Borderlands before this one has had this split screen four player couch co op. Oh my god. So like the first two had just split screen where you could play with right. one other person in the room, which I've always loved because like not a lot of games are willing to say like, hey, we're willing to split the resolution in half for you and a friend to play together in the same room. Me and Katie don't own two PS4s. We're not one of those couples. Like, I know, I've seen those couples around. Like, that's just obnoxious. We, we know those couples. Yeah, we know several of those couples. We play with one constantly. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for us to just be able to, like, sit down and play a game together. One that she's played in the past. Like, she has experience. It's great. It's so good. It's so good when you play with someone like like that. Um, it's how my brother and I used to play growing up, too. Oh, right. so, like, that was the only way we played Halo. Like, we loved Halo largely, actually, due to that fact. In addition to the storylines and stuff like that, but like the biggest pull for us was like they always guarantee it comes split back. Screen. It comes back to the whole idea of why, in some ways, Destiny was so good for us because, for me, it reinvigorated that sense of playing games, a, a community shooter. console games yeah. with friends. Because again, for like the last you know two or so years, it's just been WoW for me. Yeah, as sad and pathetic as that actually sounds, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I get you though. Like it's hard. Like. <clears throat> We haven't had that since Halo 4, and that was oh, yeah. 2012. Yeah. I think. Well, again, like, after, like, Halo that was the 4, last like, time. I feel like I never really touched my 360 again. I'm trying to remember the like, last game I played game. on there. I think The last game I played on there was GTA 5. Oh, I mean, technically, yeah, that's what I played last on there. But me and Katie had a night a couple of months, like, several months ago that was, like, we ran through the Left 4 Deads again because mm-hmm. that's another split-screen co-op-y game that's not... She hates twitchy shooters, and that's, like, what Destiny is in a way. Like, it's very fast-paced twitchiness. But, like, Borderlands and Left 4 Dead are very grounded shooters where it's still a shooter, but you're not forced to react all quickly. If you do, you're probably better at the game, but it doesn't demand that of you. It gives you enough other options in play that you don't feel reliant on it, and that's why it's cool. Um, I was going to say, like, yeah, I think... uh, 
Borderlands will be good because we'll be able to get any number of people together every night or any night of the week and knock out a several levels. Kate will be involved, so I won't be, you know, lack of a better term, nagged. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to put it nicely, but, like, in reality, that's what she does. Like, she'll sit there and she'll just be like, I'm bored, I'm bored. I'm like, there's a Wii U sitting there that I bought several games for the sole purpose of, like, entertaining us, but also you when I'm doing these kind of nights. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but that's I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I'm going to be a bitch right now. I mean, she doesn't want to participate in Destiny, so, like, I've told her, I'm like, Andrew has his PS4 upstairs, his game system upstairs. If, if you want, you can join in and start playing. Like, I'll help you level it up. I'll work on them for you, even, to make this go by faster. But she's not interested at all. So, luckily, Borderlands is a game that has enough quirk. And I realize it's basically like a straight copy of Tank Girl. I watched Tank Girl last night on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Have you checked that movie out before? No. It's a 95 comedy action based on a late 80s, early 90s comic book about post-apocalypse wasteland set in 2033 where one corporation owns basically the world and all the water in it. And the wasteland of the world does not rain anymore. There was a meteor that ha hit like in the early 2000s and basically like no water. So it sets itself up like that. All the Borderlands games are straight like that. And then like in addition, she steals a tank and like decks out in like punk gear and a bunch of just random shit just thrown, thrown all over it, paint all over it. And she dresses like that. She even talks like Tiny Tina from those games. Like the whole setup of Borderlands is Mad Max meets Tank Girl. Yep. And like once I saw those two movies, like the, the movie, the Tank Girl movie, I was like, oh, I get it. Like I completely get it now. Like I only used to get only half of it because Mad Max. But right. now the comedy makes sense because it's Tank Girl. Um, but yeah, I'm actually excited for that one. And then um, Bloodborne's early next month, and I'm really back and forth on that one because like it's supposed to be a little bit easier than the other Souls games because all the Souls games have been fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. but they have a co-op mode in it and a souls game with co-op could be kind of fun i think it's it's out for a while right i think it's like july but i'll probably end up picking up dlc well that's actually the same time as arkham is it i was gonna say i think it's june it's june, june. It's june with arkham right now god damn it i put in a fake birthday and it wasn't working because that's one that i'm gonna download too i'm gonna download eso well i'll pick up a fuck ton of just space buy it. just buy it well, you probably have to install Install, it. yeah, you're going to have an install on it anyways. No, I feel like a lot of it will be that. I mean, I've said this before, like, for how massive of a game WoW is, it's not that huge of a download. 25 gigs. True, a lot of it is just stream scene. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I'll probably just pick that up. Though we get it for free if we do the download. Get the game for free? Yeah, because it's just, it, all you have to do is hit free and it downloads it. Like, that's the whole point of it, is that PS4 owners and Xbox One owners are going to be able to just get the game for free. Loser. We might have to pay for the DLC, but I'm pretty sure the whole promotion is that at launch, we'll get it for free. No, it's just that we don't have to pay for the subscription. Hmm. Well, it's then I'll buy it. It's still $60. Okay, well, then I'll still buy it. June 9th is the date. I'll probably get that one in July. Yeah. I think it's probably the Because Arkham will, I'll probably, I mean, I'll probably smash out all of Arkham in a month. <laughs> That's my kind of plan for that game. Is I'm just gonna go ape shit in that game. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I think that's really about it, though. For me, I haven't really done a whole lot else. Like, I like Tank Girl was cool. Um, this first hour of the Geek Domination podcast brought to you by once again. Well, no. now it's well, well, it wasn't Mass Effect last week. Now it's Dragon Age. It was Dragon Age. Bioware. Bioware. There we go. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, I almost forgot the developer. Say it so I don't look like an idiot. Say it. Yep. Go away. Bioware. Um, the last thing also before we, we go on this, this little thing is um, I'm hoping that with the next Mass Effect game, like they've said they want to do multiplayer, but I'm really hoping they put that back in there because 3 had a pretty solid one. And, and it's, I mean, Dragon Age had a really fun multiplayer too. Like I would love to see them revisit that Mass Effect one with the new physics, the new gameplay, whatever they add to it. Mm-hmm. Imagine like an, an over-the-shoulder shooter, but in that uh, of that game potentially. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, yep. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Bye. Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. Now we're into the nerdly news. I don't have Anthony here to make noise. Yeah, I know. Anthony's the one who keeps that spirit alive, I think. We'll just make some nerd nose news. Nerdly news. Nerdly news. <laughs> Anyways. Nose news. <laughs> All right. So across this week, we have gathered a lot of news. Maybe not. I, I think I didn't figure that shit, <laughs> GDC and PAX took care of most of that work. Like just a lot of stuff sort of came out from developers because they were doing interviews and either let stuff slip or told stuff that they wanted to be told and mm-hmm. it came out. So to start things off, um, Final Fantasy 15 got some stuff. Final Fantasy 15 got a uh, demo. A demo. Well, the demo's been in the works for a while. Right, right. It's been. It'll be about two hours. It's about two hours. It's included with the um, the pre-order of Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. Yeah, that's right. That's which right. was a PSP game. I think it was only in Japan, but it was like super successful. Yeah. So it's, it's super. It's coming good. here. It's coming here. I don't remember the date for that, but I think it's soon. I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure. But um, <coughs> so we had some stuff at a PAX come out with that. They're going for more realism. Yeah. Which y- you can tell just from the visuals, it looks more realistic than realistic, but like 13. In that specific article, um, no, it w- I don't think it was specifically talking about the graphics. <coughs> right, it was right. Just, I think well, I was thinking art style, personally. That, too. But I think that what that main article was trying to get across was more realistic characters, in a sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes like sense. Like, looking too. at Final Fantasy of, of the past, like, <coughs> 95% of the characters are pretty dull. Seven had the most compelling in my recent memory. I think ten had some decent. There were some decent characters, but at the same time, like the character growth is there, but on the, the surface and like the decisions they make, yeah, don't really seem like real people. And that's, and that's something they really pushed yeah, for in this game. Yeah, so that's cool. I'm yeah. still excited. Seven felt like it had proper motivations behind the characters. Ten two felt like it had kind of to proper this day. I still don't understand half the story of Final Fantasy Seven, seven and I've played the story and Christ, it's poor in every game. Like to this day, I'm still just like, so just found a clone or is he not a clone? Or yeah, it's a little convoluted. Um, I think it's supposed to be there for that reason that you're supposed to just never know. I think at the end I of the day, I get that, but oh boy, yeah, it is. But I do like that there's real motivations in that, mm-hmm. and it gets very confusing. All the Final Fantasies have very convoluted, overarching stories. Even at the end of the day, like I still re- I have to read the synopsis on seven. I'm like think i understand the whole thing like i've played it twice i've read this a few times i've watched the films i'm pretty sure i got a handle on it but i still feel like i'm not quite there funny thing is, is i feel like the most graspable story is probably like 10 even though how much of a garbage story it was right and i would agree there too and even 10 twos it's sort of there that. like we don't the talk main, about that right well i mean the only goal in that game is find tetus anyways like that's the no whole it's find him yeah. He doesn't have a name. Oh, yeah. Find him. <laughs> because they let you name Tetis in 10. That's right, right. So that's how they got around that. I was like, you're s- fucking dumb. Anyways. Why 
was totally okay with them just being like, you know what, just don't let us name our characters anymore. Yeah, just like if, if you're gonna have such a story-driven game, one way or the other. And I like how like Mass Effect and even Dragon Age Two did it, where they were like, name your character, but we're gonna call them by the last name the whole time. Well, I think the cool thing is too is um, <clears throat> I usually just keep the default name. Um, I tend to. It depends. It, it really depends on the type of game. Like with the drag, like I was just saying with Dragon Age and, and uh, Mass Effect, is I change their names because first names don't matter except for your personal attachment title to that character. I'm trying to think. When I did my seven playthrough, there was one name I changed my second name to. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was Red Thirteen. I actually named him Zach Phoenix, Sanaki. Oh yeah, I think I left him as Red Thirteen. I might even just shorten it to Thirteen, just like as a nickname. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I acknowledge his real name, you know what I mean? Like, I, I always acknowledge it in my head, but, yeah. To me, he was just like, that's that's what you like to call yourself. It's kind of like the guy in the room who's always like, yeah, this is my nickname. Please call me by that. It's like, yeah. you're not you're, – your real name's Matthew, but you like to be called Memphis. Okay. <laughs> like, what is? What is, man? That's how I think of it. So. There's, like a, there's, like, a kid at my school. I think his real name is – I don't remember exactly what it is, but he goes by Connor. Yeah. And it has no association with his name. I don't even think it's middle name. It's like, what are you doing? Why would you do this to me? Singer I band, short guy. He likes to call himself Keebler Elf. And so everyone calls him Keebs. Everyone calls him Keebs. That's funny. So, like, well, that's a nickname. Exactly. That's something different. It's well, not like, hi, my name's Zane, but I like to go by Thomas. Right. But I also mean, like, he, he self-identifies as Keebler. Like, as his, but like, again, that's, that's still it's still kind of a different realm. But regardless. Yeah, um, yeah. The other big piece that came out of PAX was a bunch of Blizzard news. We'll talk yeah. about there was three pieces of news that came out of that, and there's one more piece of Blizzard news that we'll talk about. Um, did the uh, for Final Fantasy 14 stuff come also out of PAX? That did too as well. So 14 finally. Or the, yeah, the we got the release first date for Heaven's Technically, Source. it's the first expansion of A Realm Reborn, but if you count A Realm Reborn, Reborn as an yeah. expansion, it's the second, second one. Uh, Heaven's Sword. Yep. What do you have the release date on that? Um, I'm gonna write it's it down. It's right at the top. Um, let me just. What's the it release date? Is June 23rd. Yeah, June 23rd. That's right. Cool. Yeah, so it's coming. So uh, it's coming right around the same time that uh the ESO stuff is. Two weeks after. Yeah, so it's it's direct competition in a way. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, <coughs> but back to Blizz stuff. Yep. Um, we saw some announcements out of probably the most the biggest one was out of Hearthstone. We're getting another Hearthstone adventure, which That's is right. Black which Rock Mountain. You saw the tr- you showed me the trailer, and it's you're right, it's super goofy. goofy. But I I like that they're they're taking a very overall. I feel like Hearthstone is already kind of like just the comedic relief of all their stuff. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, but um, like Naxxramas, what they did with that was super good. So I'm excited to see where they take this. It'll be just like Naxxramas the setup. It's a total of five wings, seven dollars per wing, or twenty five for the entire thing released on a weekly basis once the first wing drops and week after week. Gotcha, gotcha. It comes with um, 31 new cards. Nice. That's a good card deck. Yeah. Cool. The next, I think, was 38 decks or so. It's very competitive. Yeah. Uh, 17 bosses, I want to say. So two more than Hearthstone. Or um, two more than Naxxramas, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm excited. That'll be good. The, they actually did some really cool stuff in the next one. They actually made the AI comparable but it's still hilarious to see what the ai will do sometimes just make absolutely ridiculous decisions in a strategic card game it's just silly it is really weird like i remember i mean just comparable because it's a card game right um gba i had a Yu-Gi-Oh game and i remember the ai in that sometimes like overly powerfully genius 
and then you fight them on the next game because you lost, and it'd be retarded. Like, yep. dumbest AI in the world. I'm like, okay. Like, what the fuck just happened? So I can easily see that being transferable across all car games, like, mm-hmm. whenever they're doing AI stuff. You're either going to fight them, and they're going to be overpowered, or they're going to be, like, retarded. But the cool thing about the Hearthstone, too, is then they have, like, the normal the normal difficulties for the um, the Adventure Mode team. They have the heroic difficulties. Yeah. And the heroic difficulties were, like, stupid difficult. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was a matter of you had to build a specific deck to beat this guy and then you just had to get like god rng with your card draw like yeah. you just get bad draws and stuff yeah that makes sense so i'm excited that's good um more single player hurts or single player content in a game like hearthstone is always good i feel like and yeah i think it draws i think it draws out some longevity mm-hmm. and it's adding more cards which yeah. just eventually is going to change everything um for heroes of the storm we saw there wasn't a bunch of news it was just more they took up like a bunch of stats over stuff like um who the most played characters were and stuff like that, and they announced that uh, Sylvanas, who has been known to be a character since BlizzCon, has finally gotten a trailer, and she'll be out soon. And then there was one other piece. Of, they're re- launching a new map with Sylvanas, which makes sense. And then they are... Let me find this in the article real quick. They're adding a ranked mode for group. Yep. When the beta f- officially launched, there was a ranked mode for singular. So now it'll be ranked across groups. And that's really about it. Um, nothing really much. I mean, it's been yeah. beta now for official beta for what two months now? I think something like that. So the um, there was also a lot of Overwatch news. Oh they my added god! I know two new heroes. So excited. Um, I didn't realize that Gunslinger's on the, the quote-unquote bad side until afterward. I was like, oh, not, not a big deal because it doesn't matter inside. It doesn't really matter. <coughs> but um, two new heroes. There was the outlaw, Jesse McCree, which was basically that typical, <sighs> I'm going to be a cowboy and a yeah, space yeah. shooter. Which, like I was telling you before when we were watching it, like, I hate – oh, I don't hate. I just don't enjoy spaghetti western films at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's rare ones. but And this character looks like a direct – Copy and paste of Clint Eastwood's Man Without the Na- Without a Name character, just the exact one to one copy. Um, but then you're, you're like, you're anytime, like, I just want to play them. Anytime you play as one, they're super enjoyable. They're mm-hmm. always just fast paced, high accuracy, and just fun. So like watching that trailer and watching like the abilities, I was like, okay, like I know which class. Like there's there's like three classes total that I'm like ecstatic for, and then the others I'm just like, yeah, I'll dabble with those. But those three are the ones that like. Depending on the groups I'm playing with, I'm just bouncing between them right. constantly. And then the other hero that was announced was looks like a cool support I tank. I don't know how to say it. Z a r y a Zarya. Zarya. I guess so. Yeah. First female tank, which people were pretty excited about that because yeah, they yeah. actually took that news out of BlizzCon. There's like, there's no female tank. Sorry, we'll work on this. But this one, like you yep. said, it kind of feels more of like a support tank. We yeah, we were both talking about it's a range support tank. Like it's like it fucks things up. I mean, like her, I like that her she shift has a cannon, shi- particle cannon as a direct. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like it looks like a Spartan laser from Halo, mm-hmm. a little bit with a range. It's got like a limited distance. It looks like about thirty feet, forty feet, something like that. Um, she has the personal shield, and then she can deploy that shield to her teammates. And then she has essentially a singularity bomb, in addition to just like a grenade launcher. Like mm-hmm. she straight up is just a range tank, which is kind of cool if you like to like stay kind. You know have a high de- defense but also just sort of hang back and just sort of take care of business like that's the role like that there you go you have a character for you i just like seeing that they're addressing also different play styles no, pretty broadly 
And we also talked about like the whole thing of like there's no strong female characters in her film like or Overwatch and we're talking about and I made the statement of uh, she's driven by diversity in video games, diversity in body types. Once we know that we're listening and trying hard, and hope sorry is a step in the right direction that, that we are paying attention. Yeah, so and I'm sure thing. I'm sure it'll develop over time too. I could honestly even see them putting more and more alternates in. Oh, absolutely. Like I just see them being the kind of company that like over time they're going to keep adding more and more no, characters. I mean it's 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 the game isn't exactly a Doba, but it kind of is. It's, it's like a, it's a TF2. Doba. It's TF2. It's TF2. So I feel like there's going to be more characters released as time goes on. I could see that. I could but also um, see them either like just like with Dota, just being like buy a pack and you get to keep that character for good. Yeah. So I think that's actually the model they're going to end up going with. It would make sense. Like it, Valve's made that work for them way too well. Mm-hmm. And then um, the final piece of Overwatch news was that it <coughs> is coming to beta in fall. Yeah, and like we were just doing, like right before we started this, I signed up. There you go. So I'm excited for that. One. I'm really stoked because like I played a little bit of TF2. I never got to play with people because I had at the time. A an illegal copy technically of the orange box. Mm-hmm. One of obviously buying it later, but to test it out illegal, and so I never got to play online with it. And by the time I actually got to play a little bit online with like the illegal copy, like it was just so much more dead. Like people were exploiting it like crazy. Oh, yeah. They knew the, they knew everything. I was like, well, I can't come into this community and be on the same level. Whereas like Overwatch, perfect time to just sort of like here's some new stuff with a new concept but similar play style. Right. So I'm I'm very excited for that one. Um, Final also, piece yeah. of Blizzard news, which again, this came did not come as packed. This came earlier in the week. Yeah, is yeah. the announcement of the WoW token, which we've actually we talked on about on it a while ago. It was way back. We've touched on it a couple of times. Periodically. But, um, basically, what it is is it is uh, it's two things. One, it's a way for players to buy game time with in-game gold. Yep. And two, it's a way for people to buy money from Blizzard, in-game money from Blizzard legally. Yeah. Like yeah. not going through those third party. Well, and like, yeah, no, like that's what we were saying. Is it's probably Blizzard's way of just saying, like, look, we're done with third parties, like taking some cut. We're yeah. just done with them. And then another thing that you and I pointed out is it's probably a good a good way to just balance out the economy real quick. Yeah, basically what it's gonna do, it's gonna basically the best way I said it, it's going to raise the average amount of gold per person because mm-hmm. you'll have the people with less money in game who have the extra real life money and throw cash at that. So basically, so how the system's gonna work is you'll buy a the buy the token, and you'll put it on the auction house. Um, the price will be set for Blizzard by Blizzard at launch, and then the price will fluctuate depending on supply and demand. Um, when you put the WoW token on the auction house, it'll say this is what you will get when someone buys your token, but that might not be the price that the person pays because the supply and demand might change from when you get that. Which is, it'll be interesting to see how long the payout is from, where you'll see like people buying the WoW tokens and how long it takes them to actually get gold, because it's dependent on someone actually buying a token. Yeah. But it's not like I can like go on there and be like, oh, Zane's selling a token, I'll buy it from him. No, it's just going to be like, it's. I think it's just going to be an order of placement. Yeah, it goes probably. That. Um, something kind of interesting that I kind of thought of is you're probably going to have people who become more full-time commercials in a way. Um, and I was drawing comparison in my own head. I found out about this, you know, like probably like two weeks ago. Um, what's interesting is back when Star Wars Galaxy was a thing, mm-hmm. you could make a class that was just dancer, entertainer. The point being that an entertainer got paid in currency, mm-hmm. in game currency. People had to go and see an entertainer regain a certain amount of stamina every time they wanted to go do an activity. So 
the game forced you to have an actual role that was a job. So basically, like when you left for work, you would queue up your entertainer character to go to the the cantina and and do their job essentially while you're going out and doing your real job. Come back home, you have a pot full of gold essentially in your wallet or huh. you know, credits in, in that case. Right. And people throughout the day would have come and seen you and gotten their stamina refilled. And that's then when you jump on and play, you'd find another entertainer that's doing the same thing and be able to go get them. And basically, since credits were shared across characters over time, you could have well one that's also why be your currency getter. This whole concept is why, like, when Diablo 3 launched, then it had the real real money auction house. Yeah. And how, for a while, that was super cool because you had people making a living off of Diablo for a while. Yeah, absolutely. So it was super cool. Um, I started to say this, but I fully explained the tokens before I went back. Basically... The token's going to increase the amount of average gold per person because it will make the poorer richer and the richer poorer. Yeah, yeah, because the, the rich will be buying the tokens really quickly in, in large amounts probably, and then the people below that will be buying real game time and turn tokens mm-hmm. and selling them. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, we knew this was coming at this point. And then the other thing that I suggested is it's probably just going to keep subscriptions alive more. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have less dips in subscription locks, so... It'll yeah. be interesting. It will be interesting I'm excited to, to see, see how, how it all goes. Yeah, I really like the whole idea that they're going to set the price and then just let supply and demand take it from there. Yeah, well, that's how pretty much everything on their well, economy works right now. Right. So it just makes sense to factor it into that system that exists. It'll be crazy just to watch it be like there will be times where it'll just be like stupid expensive. And I'm sure there'll be time where it's just like stupid cheap. Yeah. And the cool thing is you can just buy it and then you can sit them in your inventory for a while. Yeah. I'm curious how it'll work. Like, so say I buy three tokens. So they're thirty games ap- or thirty days apiece, and I just use them. So does that mean I just won't get billed for another ninety days? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that's how exactly it works. That's out. probably exactly what it does. Is it as you use them, they'll just oh you 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 took care of this month. Yep. Move on to the next, and like they'll obviously keep your billing information, but they'll give you a free essentially month. Well, you know, in-game free. So mm-hmm. it'll be really cool to see how all that pans out. Should be coming soon. It was launched for PTR this week, this week, so it's just going to keep testing that and everything. Yeah, I bet you also you could you could hold on to them, like hold on for a little while, and if you say like hit a month where you can't pay for whatever reason, yeah, they they'll stay in your bank or your your bags or your bank indefinitely, and they cannot be paid for. There you go. (coughs) So yeah, I'm I'm excited because there's a lot of people out there that could probably use that as a good excuse to keep their subscription alive. Yep. The um, comment I made, it'll just be funny to wait and just for see, like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't come raid tonight. I have to go grind out gold so I can keep playing WoW. Yeah, and that's what we were both saying. Is, uh, maybe there will be bigger payouts at raids and things like that, strictly just for, like, across characters. Like, everyone that participates, like, usually I know that, like, you get one drop, and then the leader kind of divvies all that up. Mm-hmm. I think it could be interesting if they did make gold be the one thing that will drop for everybody. Just it's it's already it. like that. It's okay. just not a large amount. Right. So they, like, if they just increase those amounts just a little bit to the bump, yeah, it'll be, be more interesting. Because then, then you can circumvent that issue of like, oh, I got to go grind out all this gold for this next month. Oh, well, we could raid and you'll just get that amount. So. Um, this one's kind of funny. I still I still laugh at this one. GameStop's accepting PS2 stuff. PS2's Again, in after a couple of years of them not. It's <laughs> silly. The PS2's been dead for how long now? Technically, only like three years, four years. Um, they were producing games all the way up until like 2000. That's no, right. 2010. They totally were. I think 2010. Wow. Um, Is it still the best-selling game system of all time? Or did the Wii take that? We took it. Did the Wii take we it? We definitely took it, yeah. Um, but PS2 held it for a very, a very long, long time. time. And I mean, it, it was the perfect price point to a console at the time. Like, it was the most 
perfect balance because games were cheap. Uh, I remember back, like, I forgot about that, but, like, the N64 had horrible prices on games. Oh, um, yeah. Some of the games on the, that thing was, like, 100 bucks for a, con- for a single game. You're like, Jesus Christ. There was also the fact that the technology was revolutionary at, at the time. Cartridges. With the, well, no, this was PS2. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, the inclusion of a DVD player. Yeah. And a CD player into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Groundbreaking. Yeah. And Bing moved up those uh, those more HD sized DVDs, because I think they were burned on DVDs. That was the first yeah that was the first game console to actually use DVDs as opposed to multimedia discs. Right. Um, it's cool. Um, it's interesting. I'm I'm not I, too. I'll look at the price because I, I might get one just for nostalgia's sake. Right. And, and grab I mean, some and old I've, games. I have one. I don't have it with me. It's been lent to a friend for a while now. Right. Right. But I'm kind of at the point where it's like almost all the games I would still want for my PS2 were released in some way, shape, or form as collections for PS3. And that's the thing is, like, since I don't have a PS3, like, it might be cheaper for me to just to get yeah. a PS2 in those old games. Because you have, like, the Jack games, See, the like, that's the Fly funny part, games, is, is the Ratchet all games. All three of those, all three of those were games, a series that I really desperately wanted to play, but I never owned the, pl- the PlayStation at the time at all, and right. I never got out on PS3, so I never got to play those collections oh like, in, any ca- in any capacity. So it's like, this might be the best, cheapest avenue for me to go in order to experience those again. Yeah, I, d- I think they set a price point in the article. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was I didn't pretty cheap, look. though probably like 90 bucks or less like still pretty good yeah fucking hey right um so yeah it's pretty interesting so also if you have one and you've been looking to sell it you have a reason to go back to gamestop and sell it but I don't mean. sell it to gamestop <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd recommend avoiding that but if you want you can try it out i mean i don't know what the kind of turnaround on that is it's it probably dollars yeah that's what i assume but who knows maybe because they're bringing it back it'll be more like 60 or something maybe who knows i'm surprised we haven't seen like any sort of trading go yet yeah, I'm actually really surprised that we haven't seen any of those yet. Cause I, you'd think that they would have some sort of like, oh, bring them back in, PS2s, and we'll trade, we'll do because trading value. They obviously need people to trade them in in order to be able to sell them. Exactly. Unless they just have a warehouse full of PS2s Which somewhere. They might. they might honestly have And the Atlantic Ocean on an island. <laughs> it's like the landfill of E.T. cartridges. <laughs> landfill of PS2s, but it's not a landfill at all. It's, it's just a, a warehouse, warehouse buried <laughs> in the ground. Um, Unreal Engine 4 is out. It's been out for a little bit in terms of developers using it. Uh, mass market really hasn't seen a whole lot with it as of yet because most games using it are in development currently. Like you were even saying, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure pretty much everything. I'm sh- Actually, I think uh, Mortal Kombat's on it. Really? I'm pretty sure. Or else it's a modified Unreal oh. 4. Um, God, but still, what they released in terms of like what you're looking at, it looks gorgeous. If you oh yeah. just go look at some screenshots that came out yeah, of, it of the GDC. Unreal Engine, it's still Unreal Engine three. Okay, yeah, I knew it was a very polished. I couldn't remember if it was. I mean, the engine yet. Unreal has always been very polished. Oh yeah, it's it's on every. I mean, everything uses it. I remember every almost every game that I have up in my place, on the back it says Unreal Engine. Like mm-hmm. almost all of them. There's almost nothing that I mean, like Frostbite's the other one, the other big one. That's out there. Yeah, I think so. I can't think of that. I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Because Frostbite and Unreal is probably there's probably one other one that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but Unreal works. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's weird. I kind of laughed at this one. Clay Fighter has announced they're going to release a new game in the next year. I haven't seen Clay Fighter since the '64 because they released a game on there called Clay Fighter '63 and three fourths or something like that. Um, I don't even remember this game. It's good. Be well, it's, it's cool because all the games have um, photorealistic clay animation graphics. Um, 
and they're just atypical fighters. They're a little bit fucked up looking, kind of like everything's got a dark twist to it in a way. Like the snowman looks like he's gonna kill you. Um, yeah, the snowman's like, pretty iconic. Actually. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the face of Clay Fighter. Um, but yeah, like I haven't played that since the '64, so I mean, cool. It depends. Like, it's kind of like uh, Killer Instinct for me, where it just is so far back that it's just sort of like novel now. But I'll always love those obnoxious like. For Killer, Killer Instinct, it was always like combo breakers and shit like that. Whereas Clay Fighter was just more like just weird, just weird stuff. Did you know there was a Clay Fighter game called Call of Putty that was planned for the WiiWare and DSiWare that was canceled? I did not, but I could see that being a thing. So it's probably they're using a lot of those assets. For probably this. reusing them. They're probably repolishing them and just like I'm sure that like a lot of it was designed in terms of like mechanically. And then a lot of it's just been polished because the updated consoles. Yep. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Again, like you and I have always said, like fighters on our our thing, but we're always down to play one once in a while. Yeah. And Clay Fighter's the most casual, one one of the most casual fighters out there. So. Um. Something weird. Uh, 3D Realms announced at, I think it was at PAX or else it was right before, that they're working on a new action RPG, um, based on the style of Duke Nukem in the sense of um, ridiculous action, like ridiculous just that over-the-top action, <coughs> called Bombshell with a female lead who wields a gun that's... It resembles a six-shooter, but it's got like 30 slots for th- uh, in the, the chambers mm-hmm. and then three barrels in a triangle. Again, ridiculous. Yeah, it's an over-the-top... It's a... What's that called? Um, isometric view video game um it looks pretty decent you know it doesn't look at all like they're half-assing it um but yeah it's pretty cool like like i said female heroine um what's due out for pc and consoles in 2015 yep and um villain is played by uh mark hamill oh wow yeah i was not aware you can hear during during the entire uh gameplay trailer he's doing the voiceover okay does it like sound like Mark it's Hamill Joker or no? Is it just no, Mark more Hamill? like. Uh, did you ever play Darksiders too? No. Okay, or or even the first one actually. No. Okay. Um, he does a certain kind of voice with those things where it's just a little bit more sinister. It's, it's like the most darkest moments of the Joker without any of the hilarity. Okay. Um, I'll look at that. But yeah, he's kind of going more towards that. Uh, there's also a character in, in uh, Metalocalypse that he does that mm-hmm. he's more like that voice. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's just that grim kind of tone. Um, which that one's got demons and shit. I just want to kind of put that out there and a bunch of other weird fucked up shit. Um, demons and shit and Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's very much like that, just over the top. There's a lot of Metal Gear Solid 5 news that came out this week. Just a shit ton. Like oh, yeah. Kind of like it's a short kind of list. out of nowhere. Uh, finally has a release date. September 1st, and then on the PC, September 15th. Stupid. Um... Yay for those Kojima. people who are crazy about Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. Kojima announced that this is his last Metal Gear game. Mm-hmm. That tells me one of two things. One, that he's going to do something kind of attached to the series that's not Metal Gear Solid specifically. Because he he still wants to go back as far as I remembered in terms of interviews. He had always kind of dabbled in the idea of touching liquid more. Could mean that he's going to step away from the solid storylines and just focus on the liquid ones. Mm-hmm. Could mean that he just wants to try out brand new franchises as a whole. Co- 
could also mean that um, Konami's just going to keep making them anyways, regardless of Kojima's involvement. Um, they also announced that in, is it just Japan or is it in Asia in, in general? I know that. Um, the console, that, that cool looking, it's oh, red. It's only it's there? Asia. Oh, it's that sucks. I know, because it looks so cool. It's so a it's black, red, and gold console. Yeah. So, like, the stripe in the center of the, or to the slight left, I guess I should say, of the PS4 is gold. Red top section, black bottom section. It looks, oh, so good. So cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I looked more into it, and it was saying that it was Asia only, but it might be like most things where it goes to Asia first, and then, like, six months later it hits the U.S. I feel like that'll probably be what's happening. More than likely, if it's popular enough. Um, I think it looks amazing. Is it only a PS title? No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. It shouldn't be, no. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking for a bit there. It wasn't. But, I mean... This was huge for some people. For those oh people who've been waiting, waiting, waiting for Metal Gear Five. It looks. It just looks good. It looks good. I mean, the Metal Gear games have always been very good. I've just. It's never the first one that I'm honestly interested in, and maybe even trying out. Cause like I like you, I've just never cared. <laughs> At I've just never day. just really picked them up. Nothing against the games. Yeah, yeah. It's not it, like it's I don't like them. Like absolutely. Them. Like it's just I one of those games I never touched. Really. Did you ever watch G4 back in the day? Uh, back back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like w- right after it turned from tech TV yeah. into G4. Okay. You remember, uh, what was that one? It was uh, the walkthrough and cheat code show. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember loving the episodes that focused heavily on Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, those were my favorite to watch because she, her going into depth on those games was just so fun. Again, though, never got to play them. I think I'm trying to – I played one, and it was kind of like I was younger, and I didn't really know the game I was playing until I was, like, older. And I was like, oh, that's the game I was playing. I yeah. think it was the first one. I could see that. On the NES, no. So it was it was the first. Co- it was on PS One. Okay. It's not the first Metal Gear. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got. I got you now. Okay. Yeah, it's announced for Asia. That uh, console. Um. That's annoying. That's disappointing. Yes. The does. controller looks pretty good too. It's like a uh, matte. Uh, tungsten. So like that dark, dark silver. Like, yeah, it looks so good. That's cool. But yeah, oh yeah, just to kind of give you an idea, it's based on his bionic arm. I forgot, in the game he has a bionic red and gold arm. That's right, because um, at the end of that one thingy, yeah, which he thing, he lost yeah. his arm. I don't remember what it was called, because again, I don't really play that game. Yeah, I'm saying. But yeah, I really kind of want it. It looks so cool. Uh, anyways. You're going to import a PS4 just so you can have it? No, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> that extreme, but God, it just looks good. Um, I forgot to put this on there. I'll just say it now because it's taking short. Valve also revealed their new Steam controller. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, they added a thumbstick. Oh, revolutionary. Well, because it's still that silly, like, touch disc sections. Mm-hmm. It's just people were complaining that the controls weren't exactly primed to do fast-paced stuff. And so what they did to circumvent the issue is they added better responsive buttons on the back rather than the touchpad on the back. And then a thumbstick on the left side to give you a, the option to use an analog stick when you need to. It looks cool. I mean, if they're trying to revolutionize so that, that this controller can really effectively address every possible game out there, I hope it works because we haven't seen a revolution since technically the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was when the Xbox took its design, and that's also the same era that PlayStation set in its ways. Yeah. With analog sticks and all that. It's like, silly that, like, as kind of – trying to think how the best way to say this. Like, Dreamcast is revolutionary, but just as a whole, it was just kind of just, like, there. It, it was just a bad release time. We've talked about this before. It came out a year ahead of time. It because of that, it was more. It was still more expensive than the PS2. Mm-hmm. 
PS2 overtook it a year later, and Sega never recovered. Flat out, just never recovered. And they put all the last of their money into that game system, and it just never sold the way it should have. And then when they were dying off, and Xbox bought up all those Sega rights, yep. they bought the get controller design and, um, and retooled it and made it the Xbox controller that we've seen for now uh, over a decade. Speaking of Sega, Segway. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is – is it a rumor or is it confirmed? It's confirmed that they're working together. It's there just, there's no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Sega and Game Freak, Game Freak most well-known for, for Pokemon. Pokemon, are working together. No idea on what. No I'd, clue. I hope it's a Sonic MMO with him riding around Charizard. Okay. Copyright. Patent. Um – yeah, I'm not. I think they're honestly just gonna start approaching a brand new IP altogether. I think it would be best. I mean, Game Freak made Pokemon popular for Nintendo. Now Game Freak's gonna do something new and make Sega back in some. I wasn't even aware that Game Freak still owned the rights to Pokemon. It's it's a weird li- license. I feel right? like they basically just own the rights, but then Nintendo just makes everything, and then they just make a shit ton of money off of it because I, they still I, own the name. They just, I think, yeah, they just own the title. And creative control. Yeah. And I think that's literally it. Um, beyond that, every other merchandising role is all in Nintendo's field. And so that's why it's poured out the way it is. But, I mean, Game Freak did just team up with uh, somebody else to make Pokken. I forgot who all of a sudden. People that make know. Tekken. But that was a deal that they let happen. That Nintendo was like, yeah, you're good. Hell, you're clear. I mean, you can even say that, I mean, all the working together Nintendo and Sega have done in the last recent years exactly. with Smash Bros., Mario and Sonic of the Olympic Games, stuff like that. Yeah, here's hoping that they just make something brand new. I think I hope that's, so. That's because let's off. be honest, as awesome as it would be, Sonic riding Sonic a Charizard around. Let's be real, Sonic, Sonic is, is dead. pretty dead at this point. I'm not at all interested in Sonic Boom. I've heard the cartoon's pretty decent, but the games are garbage. And again, it's just like Sonic doesn't translate well into games after this many years. Like it just doesn't. Games aren't interesting to be a side scroller sprint people like to explore well i think it would be okay if it was still that but they keep kind of reinventing the wheel every single time well like i was telling you like you guys you and anthony weeks back like generations was perfect generations was the most immaculate version of sonic that they could do they should have just ended on that note called it good because it combined the best parts of the early days of the 3d stuff and the best parts of all the old school side scroll well again like arguably the most overhyped sonic game of all time would have been sonic unleashed yeah the side scroller speed or the day sections were were pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, they've never not gotten the side scroll stuff right or wrong. I mean, they've never gotten those parts wrong. It's always whenever they switch to the 3D that they usually get clunky and weird. I did enjoy it got good reviews by critics, poor reviews by fans, but it was the heroes where it was the three player or the three. See? Yeah. And that's the thing is like I still enjoyed the game. I actually really still enjoyed that one. But, but it, was, it was weird. It was. It was absolutely very weird. And it was weird having, like, four separate teams, whatever it was, three separate – I don't remember. It was, I think it was four. four. Yeah, four separate teams of three that you could option out. That was very strange. But it was still a generally enjoyable Sonic experience. And – It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> I'll admit, like, that one d- definitely stayed more in the sideline. Like, let's not consider this as, like, a main game, but it's pretty good. But no, like, the day sections of Sonic Unleashed were super good. And it, it – got that perfect mix of side scroller and speed yeah and just flying through these stages but then it's just like hey let's do the one thing that makes sonic the worst make him slow also make him a freaking werehog werehog and just make him a freaking button masher spider fighter game yeah so bad 
Well, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing more to be said about Sonic. But, yeah. Uh, I think if it needs to be successful, it just needs to be more IP. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with Unless you. the only thing it's going to sell is the fact that it's the people behind the game. You pick people to play on Pokemon. Who knows? Um. Anyways, moving on. Because we kind of jumped there. We did jump. Um, Sorry. I saw the segue it's opportunity. It's fine. Took it's it. fine. It works. Um, but this kind of stays along the same lines. Uh, along with their controller, Valve also announced that their Steam machines are coming out this fall. November. November. Um, yeah, all of them. And so they all range, I think, from $80 to five? I want to say, no, eight. $800. 800 seriously? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the range. And the 800 has, like, you know, like two terabytes of data, I think. Like, of storage data. Like, essentially... Yeah, I don't remember the exact price ranges, but I'm pretty sure it was under a thousand. All of them, I think. But yeah, there's like, what was it, 20? 16? Something like that? Different Steam machines coming out. Uh, here, let's look through. So, yeah, you're looking at it. <sighs> there are. This doesn't help me at all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 15. 15 of them, that's right. With the cheapest being just actually. Okay, according to this, there's. They range. The cheapest I'm seeing. Oh, wrong. It's 80 right now, not 80. The cheapest I'm seeing is 4. Yeah. Okay. Well, 400. That's comparable to a modern console. And the. <laughs> 20. Uh, 2000? Unit? Something like that? It's something ridiculous. 5. 5,000? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was up One there. One of the Origin Steam machines is 899 to $4,999. Considering they're all running essentially big picture mode at all times, that's basically what they do. I mean, it's a funny way of basically making a console for a TV oh. by Steam, but they're, they're, they all run default big picture mode is what they're doing technically. And, I mean, if you have the cash and you don't want to put in the time, by all means, Let's just buy a two thousand dollar gaming console. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's a route. That's that's an optional route that works for a lot of people. And if it gets more people work playing on Steam that normally don't go into PCs, mm -hmm. by all means, make it easy on yourself. Um, yeah, it's not a bad option, and it's it's good because like there's a lot of those games that like yeah you're hunched over, you know, over a computer, but if you're sitting on the couch, like you'll play longer even. Um, it can only be good. <coughs> I'm actually Excuse excited me. to see how those kind of play out as they come out. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I still want to build a PC, but that's also an option. Yeah. That's a very valid option. So, And it'll be an easy way for me to be able to jump in and start playing some games that I haven't touched yet because of a laptop can't run not nearly as well as some of the bigger scale computers. Mm -hmm. um, Mad Max has a release date of September 1st as well. It's coming out right alongside Metal Gear Solid. Looks good. That one's basically just gonna be like a straight story. It's gonna honestly, it reminds me a lot of um, Max Payne kind of mm -hmm. storyline, where it's just like this one character's main adventure throughout the day. That's it. Um, I don't remember. Have you? I think we've seen some gameplay from that. I'm pretty sure we have. I'm not sure. It's not one I've been keeping up on. I've only seen a couple of videos on it, but um, if I recall, it's just it's like a very very basic just action shooter kind of game, like third person. With uh, some car stuff, it, it's gonna be a little bit of a, a uh, like um, twisted metal meets almost like a Gears of War esque maybe. Okay. 
a little bit similar, like in terms of gunplay. I'm not saying like it's Gears of War, but Gears of War has a really solid third-person shooter. Yeah, like Gears of War Judgment's like stupid cheap now. Is it worth playing still? I don't think so. <laughs> that was a bigger question. Um, MKX has released more characters. Um, Johnny yeah, Cage yeah. is confirmed. Kind of figured. Yeah. Um, Kenshi's in the app, and still kind of questionable if he's in the game. I mean, we're guaranteed going to find out here in, like, what, like, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that roster is going to have the ability to grow, and I think Ed Boon even said that he eventually wants to be able to make a Mortal Kombat that can carry every fighter functionally. In theory, he could turn MKX into it if there's enough DLC. He could. If they really want to. I think it's – well, I mean, on one hand, it's silly to make a DLC, but it makes the most sense to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, because uh, packs. people I can are see packs. packs, but it's only going to be for those people who really have the drive to exactly. get every single character exactly. and have a Mortal Kombat where you can play as every character. Or they could do the route like uh, Killer Instinct where they release each character for like $2, mm-hmm. and you just buy per character which ones you want to try, and maybe even have demo time with each character with DLC. Mm-hmm. That way you can figure out if you actually want to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, PS Plus free games this month. Uh, one is the Odd World. Fresh and Tasty, which is the remake of the original Oddworld game. I did download that one. I haven't played it yet, but I did download it. I'm um, really bad on just really chewing the free games that I'm getting <laughs> just to download. And then I've added the other one to my library. I forgot already what it is. I'm looking right now. I figured you were. <laughs> um, yeah, but those are, you know, those came up this week. It was funny because they had no idea what they were going to give us last Friday. And then Monday hit, and they're like, yeah, we're giving you this. Like, this is happening. Sorry, we're so late on it, but it's happening tomorrow. Just sign in and get it. So, Tuesday, I picked them up. Mm, which one are you talking about? I'll pull it up. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Apparently, an article came out two days ago that said that Dishonored is an April PS Ooh. Plus per game. That's pretty I'm cool. That's a Dishonored. game I always wanted to play. Uh, Valiant Hearts, The Great War. It's Valiant Hearts, The Great War. Um, uh, it's a storyline game set around World War One, um, inspired by actual World War One tokens from the friends and family of the development team. This game may be colorful, but tells a dark and devastating story. So it's a story-driven indie title. I'll check Back it out. Back to that, I was on a new PlayStation games <laughs> article. And not a PlayStation Plus. I googled PS Plus March 2015 and the first thing, PlayStation blog, and it's just new games that are releasing this week. That explains why I was very confused for a second. I was like, "There's we get Devil May Cry for free PS Plus? No, no. Yeah, I typed PS Plus (laughs) free games March 2015. Apparently, I forgot free. Yeah, you gotta make sure it's free. All right. You can also always type in instant game collection. Right. That's the that's what they title it. Stupid name. Anyways, um, there's a standalone Wolfenstein prequel DLC coming out called The Old Blood. Old I think Blood? so, yeah. Old know. Blood, and it comes out next month. Blood. Or it's, it comes out in May, I'm sorry. And it's going to be $20. Yeah. I've, I've, I still want to go back and play Wolfenstein. I just didn't think it was worth a $60 purchase for a sing- only single-player campaign. So I'm sure in like a year there will be a $60 version. Bundle. Bundle. Of this and that, and there'll mm. probably be another DLC out by then too. Probably, and I'll wind up probably grabbing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But again, standalone DLCs are becoming more and more of a thing, and I'm kind of happy they are because for twenty bucks you can knock out a eight hour campaign or something and have a good time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, in along with Steam Machine being announced and all that stuff or being confirmed for release, um, Nvidia announced they're doing a console now too. Android powered. It looks really weird. It doesn't look like console. It looks like a sibling to the clamshell uh, shield. Yep. NVIDIA Shield. Um, but it's like the size of like one of the graphics cards. It's yeah, not very yeah, large yeah. for a console. I mean, it's it's like the like the PSTV and stuff like that. It's just that kind of like dimensional size. It looks like that, you know? Yeah. Little tiny thing. For those listening, this, this is about meow. Yeah, yeah. So about about like a 6x6 six six <laughs> or, you know, like a 6x8. Oh, that's eight. what that translates into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, that's the translation from meow. Meow. Got it. It's small, but not Somewhere between tiny. meow and a metric fuck ton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's... That's the range that we're going with from now on. <laughs> Math to metric fuck ton. <laughs> Nothing in between that, by the way. General. Just jumps up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that a graphics card company is jumping feet first right into a uh, a console and jumping into the, the quote unquote console war. I mean, people like I mean, companies like Ouya didn't really go off all that great, and this basically is a sibling of the Ouya, just from yeah. actu- actually from Nvidia. I don't think I'd have to research this to jump to this conclusion. Has Nvidia have they released like any, like so like taking an example like Razer? Obviously Razer doesn't do PC parts like Nvidia does. Yeah. But have they done any like this full built um, towers or any laptops or anything like that? I don't think they have. I don't think they have. I think they've they sell like m- pre built motherboards and stuff like that. Like yeah. pre built sets of components. So yeah. So it's it's basically just PC parts. Yeah. I mean I run an Nvidia card in my. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably what I'm going to getting from mine, but I'm just saying like, I'm pretty sure you can buy from them partial pre-built. But no, so for example, like, so yeah. like you know, it's not exactly the same thing. Like Razer. Oh, yeah. With their, their laptops and everything and stuff like that. Yeah, they're well, and I'm really still excited about that modular tower. That thing's I'm cool. waiting to hear more on that. Um, well, let's see if it's interesting if it actually takes off. I mean, that's an idea that I've been thinking about for years, that, like, PlayStation and Xbox should jump in and get rid of this whole, like, oh, every five to ten years, here's a new console that you have to buy and drop another, like, four or five, six hundred on. By the way, the games don't transfer. Oh, yeah, by the way, this doesn't happen. Like, just give me a pre-built, like, cartridge that I just can swap out and upgrade my console. I remember news on, I think it was a Nintendo Power. I think I heard it from a friend who was reading Nintendo Power, that when the Wii came out, and like before it was supposed to come out and people were like oh yeah you'll be able to play old games on it i just had this picture in my head of like this this regular this like like what the wii would like look like just like a console and there was like a nintendo slot <laughs> and a super nintendo slot and a nintendo 64 and a disk too. drive and i was just like what and then it turned out to be versus console i, I like, mean oh okay if you want to go back in history on nintendo they used to do bullshit like that in japan remember the um then it came here for all like a month it feels like the N64 CDI drive. Oh, my God. Oh, I think the most. Fucking the just stack. It was literally like you just set your N64 on top of this thing and plug the cable in the back. Oh, the, fr- the most um, nefarious for that whole thing was the Genesis. You oh had the Genesis God, yeah. 32X, which was this 32-bit game. Yeah. And then you had the CD drive. And then you would have games that would require the CDI drive. Remember when the Genesis launched in two versions, 16 and 32-bit? Yep. I was like, what? (laughs) 
I had my parents had the 32-bit. On so. one hand, the, the Genesis being such a popular console at the yeah. time, like looking back, it's like, what the fuck were were they making? Well, let's just this is piggyback just on that. The GameCube had the module that you could put into the bottom and would allow it to connect to the internet. Remember that? I don't. Remember. It was with it was with only like two games had access. I remember it was Fantasy Star Online, and one other one. But you could at the bottom there's that little panel that you can open up that's uh-huh. an L shape. You could buy a peripheral that would plug itself into that. And it had an Ethernet cable hooked up on it. Gaming peripherals are weird. <sighs> well, and then going to the GameCube, like the one that lets you play GBA games on the GameCube, that one was cool. Yeah. And then the yeah, I don't know if you remember it, but the SNES had one for Game Boy games. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like Nintendo's kind of always been forward thinking, but they've always implemented really dumb. Um, I would even say Sega did the same thing, where they had really great ideas and implemented really dumb. It was really bad. Um. Anyways, moving on though, because like, yeah. That's where I'm just hoping that Razer does it right. Yeah. I'm hoping they do it right so that every other company goes, you know what, that's actually a really smart idea. Um, EA shut down Maxis after fucking what, like, since 99, I think. 99 to 2015, I'm pretty sure. It's QQ. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Like, hardly affected. I mean, the only. I was going to say, like, I was just like, I saw the news and I was just like, okay. Yeah, I was like. You know what? I really still love Sims 2. And guess what? That game still exists. Yeah. I don't care about Sims 3 or 4 at all. Um, does Sims I 4 have pools yet? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, right, good. Yeah. I just remember um, just the giant just internet rage of it that it wasn't going to be launching with pools. And just the internet got mad for a couple of days. Yeah. Like uh, the internet does. Oh, no. I'm wrong. 1987. Sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, I totally forgot that they've been around for that long. I just know it went... Sims came out in like ninety eight or something like that. Um but yeah, it's just it's kinda weird. Um Yeah, it's it is just really weird at the end of the day. Because uh, uh, I guess it's they just haven't been turning a profit properly, probably. That's more than likely the case. It's it was a draw on money and they just couldn't do it anymore. Um I never cared about SimCity. Oh my bad too. Yeah. Never cared. Why would I want to control a city? Well good, it's like we were talking about like the Lopez effect game today. Yeah. Like it's you were perfect like, for when you're like 12 or younger. It's or the game to kind of get you introduced into understanding how to manage games. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was like 17, I delved way too much time into Sim City or sorry, Sims 2, and all of the the DLCs and everything for that, all the or I should say the expansion discs and shit like that. But at the end of the day, it's the Sims, and you don't. The more the most fun part of Sims was creating things. It wasn't even fucking playing the actual game. I never cared about the actual game. Hmm. Ever. So, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, GTA 5 is getting heist tomorrow, supposedly. Is it tomorrow? Holy shit. This has no, been a Tuesday, sorry. This has been a Tuesday. day, a year and a half in the making, Tuesday when they were promised it launched. <laughs> and from what I understand, though, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, um, IGN got a hands-on with it, and they compared it to part Destiny Raid, part Splinter Cell Co-op, and all open-world unpredictability. Things. Unless you enter a private game. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that. Uh, I was telling my boss because he really hates the uh, experience of going into GTA Online and just seeing chaos happen because other people are fucking up his game. I'm like, you can load up a private game, and it's just you online in that world and then you can invite anyone you want and he's like you can i was like yeah there's an option in there so if you want to do 
I would say do heists in private games. I mean, just at the end of the day, you don't want to have some random component fuck up your day because some asshole decided to go on a rampage while you're trying to do a heist. And you know that you know that there's going to be those assholes. Like, you're going to have a group of, like, eight people running a heist, and then the other eight people in your lobby or whatever, seven people in your lobby are just going to see you guys running together and know, like, oh, they're going to oh, heist. Man. Let's fuck it up. Let's fuck that up. Like, it's going to happen. So I recommend everybody play heist in private games. Or don't and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, or have fun going on with the randomness of the game. Uh, Rock Band got confirmed. 100% confirmed now. Rock Band um, 4. Oh, man. Coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, man. Uh, I read a really good interview with Harmonix. They've purposefully held off on releasing any Rock Band titles for this exact reason. They wanted to drive up demand, give people a, t- a break, essentially. Like they, they needed, they needed, needed it. What's really cool is that since they're trying to do this completely independently of any other company, they're not beholden to anyone else's rules. They're not beholden to, like, uh, who are they with? I forget. And I think it wasn't – no, it wasn't EA. It was somebody – it was Activision. No, that's Guitar Hero. I don't remember. Rock Band was associated with somebody, I thought, um, for oh, a while. I love Band. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to do this one 100% independently. They said they will – they're in talks with a couple companies just in case they need help st- distribution, but they're not going to do any licensing through any other company at all. And that they've set aside a really decent fund so that they can actually license as much music as they can. They MTV have games and that's electronic right. devices. That's So it was EA. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to stay away from that. Because EA had a lot of control. Um, MTV Games had a lot of control. And the reason why is something we've actually participated in this week. They also launched a page where you could suggest artists and tracks. And if and they're aggregating that list. They're adding all the votes and up and everything like that for unknown artists and everything. And they're basically just going to have a large amount of sum of money set aside so they can license as much music as they can. For t- for bands and artists that people want to play with right now, I think it's super cool. It's genius. It'll keep their budget smaller because I, they're betting that people are gonna want more indie rock at the end of the day, like more niche kind of rock. And I think it's a brilliant idea. Like my band member was like, we should just submit. Like at the end of the day, we should just get all of our friends to submit us. It takes all the like, two minutes to go on there real quick and, and see just what happens. And that's how a lot of bands got famous. I mean, Dragon Force became culturally popular because of their their song was on guitar hero mm-hmm. um lamb of god reached out to a much larger audience because laid to rest was on guitar hero like it's proven bands from the past if they're on there they'll probably excel at some point so it's just good remember this try it out a, a joke of just like some guy listing off a bunch of bands and then just like oh have you heard of this was like before like Guitar Hero Metallica came out. Too. Yeah. So the guy was like, "Oh, you heard of Metallica?" And I was like, "What? No, that that band isn't on Guitar Hero. I don't know of them." He's just like, "Guitar Hero is great in some ways and awful in others." Absolutely. Yeah. One well, and a lot of that would depend upon the person's completion of the game. At the end of the day. Oh, uh, I'll say this too. Metalocalypse got way more popular because of Guitar Hero too. Oh hell yeah! I mean, playing Thunder Horse was so fun. And then knowing, like, you would just turn on the TV and watch Adult Swim and watch it happen there. Like, there you go. I'm excited. And if you're listening and you enjoy a darker form of metal, I've never advocated this on the podcast oh before. Oh, jeez. Here we sponsor. Only, not a sponsor, but um, personal advocation. Placements. Um, product placement. Kind of. If you like heavier metal in general, just more closely associated with metalcore and deathcore kind of associations, um, my band's name is Decadence in Decay. Um, acronym did. <laughs> um, I did it. 
you can find us on Facebook, um, probably on a few other places that I can't think of off the top of my head, you know, but find us on there and like us. Um, if you feel inclined to add us to that, please do. Um, we're not probably going to ask for any money if, if we wind up. I'm just going to preface this here because I don't really know what my bandmates will want. I'm not the face of the band or anything like that. I'm just the bassist at this point. But we're, we would just love to be uh, in there. We honestly probably don't even care about the money at this point. We just would love the exposure. So if you like our music, please take five minutes to go onto that website, uh, rockband.com, and uh, add tracks that you love, of course. But if you like us, go on and toss us into your votes. Um, with that being said, though, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's over. <laughs> I just I don't like advocating personal stuff. I feel very dirty. You know what I mean? So dirty whore. Yeah. So just I had to put that in there. Um, PS4 update is coming. Yeah, the it's gonna fix the sleep mode. Yeah, because the sleep mode's still buggy and will periodically, occasionally break your PS4. I've never had it. Happen I've never had it happen either, but I don't really put it in sleep mode unless I have a stroke. It happens a lot when I'll be like just watching like Netflix or Hulu or something. You um, have it set to where it'll default. Oh, okay, that's why. Because yeah. I'll usually just throw something on like while I'm like falling asleep. Yeah. I've begun to put music unlimited on and then dimming my TV down all the way. There you go. Um, but the other cool thing it was um coming out with is button mapping. You can completely retool the button mapping. But wow, button mapping. So like, <laughs> if the games that you're playing don't offer a button mapping solution within the game, guess what? Sony says fuck them. We'll do it for you. I remember it was going back to it actually. Uh, during Final Fantasy VII, I when I was playing on my PSP because that was actually the first time I actually played through the entire game. Yeah. It's on my PSP. I want to say on that game, Circle was like the X and it was kind of like the OK and everything. Yeah. I actually because the PSP had this where you could actually just map it everything. I mapped it to where that it was just X. Just so I felt better about my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Funny thing, there was that one summon. It was one of the uh, Bahamut ones where you have to like go and it's like on a spaceship and you have to push some buttons with Sid. Oh yeah. Never got that one because I remapped my buttons and couldn't complete the puzzle. <laughs> it's like it was shitty. like it's like press circle. I am. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh fuck! I've changed all these. This oh, isn't gonna no. work. This just flat out isn't gonna work. No, I'm I'm done. No, I think it was. It was one of the Bahamuts. There's like 12 Bahamuts. I know. Game. There's so many behemoths. Yeah. I love that that's the Final Fantasy word for behemoth. Like, Bahamut. It's like, so, so you brutal. didn't really try it's to so change brutal. the world. Bahamut. Uh, and I think this is actually the last piece of game news. We've taken almost an hour uh, on yeah, just gaming yeah, today. We're, it's we're actually two minutes silly. shy. We're three minutes shy, I mean. We'll blaze through the other two sections. There's not yeah, a lot. There's, the just, not a lot there's just a ton of gaming stuff and just a lot of good Um. Monster Hunter 4 DLCs. We got more clarifications this week. That's all, really. Uh, They're I mean, doing monthly DLCs, which is super cool. Yeah, monthly free DLCs. All, all free, yeah. Mm. I assume that the first paid DLC will wind up being map stuff. Map yeah, this related. is basically just, like, user-submitted, like, weapons. Yeah, yeah. There's weapon, Legend of Zelda A stuff. lot of Nintendo-related theme-style DLCs. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, it'll be really good. Um, when I finally get to sit down and play that game, it'll be a good time. <laughs> Once Dragon Age is finally over. Yeah, so yeah. never, basically. Yeah. And I do like that last week we spent almost an entire hour talking about it. I was like, oh, I just really want Dragon Age to draw me in. And like we later, we're just like, it happened. It happened. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're so excited. I love it. Um, but, yeah, that does it for games. 
careful. We have two minutes left in the hour, but All we're, right, we're going over. Fuck it. it. We're going over. We'll do it. Um, so in movie news this week, we found out that Toy Story 4 is not going to be a direct sequel to 3. And it'll so be why are you calling it 4? <laughs> I know. But it will be a romance story, which is also weird because, as we've heard, over the past decade that uh, Pixar has been kind of its own thing up until – pretty much right up until Disney finally outright bought Pixar. Mm-hmm. Pixar refused to do any romance stories in their movies, and it showed. We saw the films, and they were ten times better because they had no romance. I mean, in the case of like even like Up, Up had the lightest romance stories that was so devastating in the very beginning, the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, and then it became just the fun story from there. Wait, which one? I'm up. Sorry. Oh, I'm just up. Up had the most tragic romance story. That's of, so sad. And it was all fifteen minutes. That's so sad. I've only really seen Up once. This is so seen sad. A few times, and it was just yeah, it's just sad. It's, uh, so, it's sad. just so 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 <laughs> tragic. But it's weird because they're trying to. They're, this one's gonna be a romance, and Pixar does. I'm, I don't know. Pixar's tried to stay away from romances for all their movies. This, this whole article is just so weird because it talks about you know, Toy Story Four is not a continuation of the end of Toy Story Three. Which on one hand, good because it doesn't the need to be a direct of sequel. Toy Story Three was genius. Yeah, it was. It added such a closure to that franchise. Um, this is more of a side story. It's just silly, but it's just like it's is it not a continuation of three. It won't launch a new story arc. It'll is it going to be, be Woody and standalone Jesse? story? This is so. I weird. don't understand. Or wait, I guess it'd be Woody and Bo Peep, or Buzz and Jesse, if they're going to use characters that we've seen. I guess it could also be the Potato Heads, but no one wants to see them for a whole movie. I've literally never seen them for an entire movie. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It is the just whole weird. thing is just weird. I'm just weird. interested to see more come of it, just so I can understand it better, because that is right, such a weird statement. Because the whole thing that it's like, this toy, again, Toy Story 3 ended so beautifully. It really did. It and then they're just like, here's up. Toy Story 4, and I was like, what? Why would you, like, honestly, why would you do this? I know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Disney pushing them. I mean, that's why there's sequels. That's why Planes is a thing, and Planes Fire and Rescue also came out. I didn't. I had forgotten that they released Planes and Planes Fire. There was Fire. a Planes sequel? Yeah. I'm done. I quit. Cars 2 didn't need to exist at all. It was pretty bad. Cars 2 kind of had a need to exist. Just a Cars 2, not that Cars 2. Thank you. That's Yeah, okay, I can agree with that. But the thing is that Pixar, before th- Disney outright bought them, refused to do sequels unless it warranted the sequel. Like, Toy Story 2 warranted a sequel. Because Toy Story and was the shit. And 3, because then you wrap up that, that trilogy and you're good. How long was it? It wasn't forever. Wasn't it 10 years between 2 and 3? Yeah, and then even Monsters, Inc., and Monsters University. I've never seen University. I was so think. good. Is it? It's so I heard good. It was, I, it was like, I think I own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you find it, go on ahead and watch it. It's really good. Mastodon did a few of the tracks in the, in the film. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's actually really cool. Uh, the, the kid's mom, because, like, I'll put it this way. They, they obviously go to college. They wind up landing in, like, the least popular fraternity on campus. And... They live at one of the the, the frat house's uh, mom's house. That's where the frat is, is her, her house. And so there's a <laughs> lot of jokes with that. But what's funny is, like, she drops them off to sneak into Monsters, Inc. to get more inspired by the monsters there. And when they do that, she's like, I'll just I'll sit here and listen to my tune. She rolls up the window, cranks the music, and Mastodon comes on. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, I just – when I saw that, I was more hopeful for a Monsters, Inc. sequel, I think. Yeah, and but at the end of the day, like it kind of makes the, w- the you know what the reasoning was? Why it set the exact amount of years between someone who was at the a certain age to watch 
Monsters Inc. To then when they were going, to, were college. going to college. Oh, same that makes as sense. same as Toy Story and Toy Story Three. It's the same time frame where it's like, okay, there's ten years. You're probably ten. You're about eighteen or nineteen when this comes out. You're going to college. Okay, that makes sense, but still, it's it's that logic and. It's cool. Like, it worked. It worked really well, but I do agree. I kind of wish I could have seen the sequel early in do high it. school. Do, do Monsters, Inc. Monster two. Monster. It'll be actually two. It'll be the real two. Please don't actually let it be two. I know. Don't do that. But <laughs> anyways, moving on. Um, Monster Drew, Monopoly. The, no. the business Monopoly? No. Uh, <laughs> Drew Goddard has been hired on by Marvel and Sony. To write and direct the next actual spectacular Spider-Man film. The standalone that's coming out, I think, in like 2017 or 2018. Something like that. In 2017. Um, that's the Marvel one, actually. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man. Yay! The um, good one! Yeah. So they got him. Uh, still no word on who's playing Spider-Man, but I don't really care. I don't think they should choose until like I we're hope a year it's out. actually a while before they say anything. That's what I'm hoping to. I'm hoping that we just have more story details and we have no clue who's going to play it until like literally one year out. I hope they're as well. I mean, well, you I don't know think it would actually happen or survive in this day and age. A year and a half. I don't hope we know who it is until the first trailer. I don't think it would happen though. No, they're going to announce it. They're gonna, they're going to have a huge announcement, they like will. the Marvel way of doing. They it. will. Like, but it's just let's like do a fire, like a whole stage presentation and strut across the stage and look. This guy is the new Spider-Man. Like, and here's Tony be, Stark. <laughs> it's going to be that. It's going to be that. Um, More yeah, Spider-Man I'm news. I'm stoked with that. Uh, potentially, is that um. The directors of Captain America 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, have signed, signed a Sony deal. Yep. So, basically, that's Confirming it. that Sony agrees to what the Russos are going to use Spider-Man for in Civil War is yep. what that means, basically. They just – Sony's like, you know what? We agree your storyline is really good, and we're okay to sign this deal. So, they authorize that Spider-Man will be used in Civil War. Which would kind of – We needed to happen at this point. We knew it was going to happen regardless, but now it's good to know that, that they've settled on storyline. As opposed to letting that sit around for a while and go, oh, we don't know how they're going to use it, and they're trying to figure all that out. So we know. Um, yeah. Kind of keeping the realm. Um, Avengers trailer ha- uh, had another trailer, and it's <coughs> so good. Oh, my God. These guys are masters at trailers. There's probably a last trailer before they make the decide. I think so, maybe. We're probably going to get a couple more teaser spots, like those 30-second I don't TV think it'll spots. be in a full trailer. No more. I don't think there's going to be a single more full trailer at all. I don't think they uh, need to be. Single one. They don't need one. Nope. Um, so good. We've talked about this. We talked about this at length a little bit before this, so I'll just kind of give this a really short version. But we're still pretty damn sure that we haven't seen a single scene from the last, I would say, 25 to 30 minutes of the movie at all. I mean, all, all the closest all, all, we've seen now was the tiny little itty bitty teaser at the end of this trailer of Vision. Of Vision. Yeah, uh, which people online are freaking the fuck out about his little uh, stone in his forehead, saying it's the soul gem. Let me tell you all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what that is? It's a solar converter. There you go. The Vision runs on solar energy. He's the cleanest burning robot ever created. That thing sucks in so much energy and processes it in such a way that the Vision will never run out of power. That's the point. Ultron wants to make the ultra ultimate partner to work with him to kill humanity. Vision being also just as, just as much human technically as Ultron, but less psychotic and more empathetic. He sympathizes and empathizes with humanity and teams up with them. So that is not the soul gem. Don't get that confused. I mean, it's entirely possible they could always do that twist and go, oh, oh it's a soul gem, and then you're just going to look like an idiot. But <laughs> at the end of the day, from the comics history, it has always been his solar converter 
Adam Warlock of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, for more than likely, has been the whole... He's the guy that was in the cocoon at the end of Thor and in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in a cocoon in the collector's room. When he comes out of that, he's the ultimate human, essentially. He goes through the peak of human evolution in the sense that he can overcome everything. He's what we should be when we're almost gods. And he was the one who holds the soul gem. He's always been the one that holds the soul gem. He doesn't know he holds it, but he was created with it inside of him by the universe, technically. So he's more than likely going to be the character in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that has the soul gem, not the vision. They People want to make Avenger 2 attach so much to the Thanos storyline, but the reality is, is it doesn't. Well, it's, it's so weird that the ending scene of Avengers 1 was Thanos. Well, they want to they keep a string thread across everything, which I'm sure they will. I mean... But this movie is more of solidarity amongst the group. Solidarity and, and also uh, disruption in the group. Dissension, if you will. And it's going to be more of that. It's going to be more about that. The thing is that the Thanos thing is going to be kind of like a constant like pinprick in every movie until Avengers Infinity War. Like, he's just here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, we're don't bank every movie on that storyline. I'll put it that way. Don't do it. You're not going to have fun if you, if you keep th- doing it that way. Um, kind of move on, kind of within the realm of Disney-owned properties, because we're sticking to that apparently today on Disney news, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Dan Stevens, which I actually have not seen any of the movies he's been in, uh, at least I'm not aware of the films he's been in. I'm looking right now. I'm looking um, right now. You are. I'm looking. I'm looking. Can't find the article. Oh God, Titanic. We're good. Um, but we already knew Emma Watson was going to be playing Belle, which is a fantastic pick. Um. Oh, Downtown Abbey is where he's from. Yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Dan Stevens from that is has been cast as the Beast. And interestingly enough, I thought this was gonna be reversed, but Luke Evans of Dracula Untold and several other fantastic roles. He was even in the the new Hobbit films. Um. Has been cast as Gaston, the douchebag. So I'm hoping. I actually, I'm kind of curious to see Luke Evans play a complete douchebag prick kind of character because he's oh, been so pretty heroic. I can't find anything else notable. It's just <laughs> okay. Dan Stevens so, is in. <laughs> so Dan Stevens has only done it's a lot of bullshit I've never heard of. He was the narrator in Once Upon a Time. When there's been different narrators, different times. The the Wicked is coming TV movie that was came out in 2014. Never watched it, but I'm sure it's on Netflix. So I guess I'm I can sure it out. was good. I'm sure it, it did things. Yeah, it was a bunch of TV stuff. Okay, well, that's just that's just interesting choice. Well, uh, clearly he's worked with Disney, yeah, and, and and ABC, so he has a history with them. That's more than likely why he was chosen. He looks like a beast. Slapped a little bit of CG on his face. He's a beast. I could see that too. Like <laughs> I could see he's about the same age as Emma Watson. You know, mid twenties. So I guess that'll work. I'm not really stoked for him, but I, I'm all I'm just moot. That's what it is. I'm just, I don't care. Yeah, it's a thing. He's we got a beast. Um. Last piece of news, and this is actually from the DC Fund. Uh, this has been really annoying since Thursday, I think. No. You've been so annoyed with this. <laughs> well, and I expected, like, okay, so that's what it was. Okay, so Sunday night we left here. We did we left podcast last week and everything. I saw the first set of tweets on a single article thread. Like, they had someone had aggregated a bunch of tweets from the Sunday that we had podcasted all day. Jared Leto and the director had posted a bunch of just, like, pictures. Jared Leto of himself where, like, he's wearing shades. He's, like, having his whole hair tied back in a ponytail, huge beard. Like, he hasn't shaved since he got the, that, that, that last award show when he was announced as the Joker. Like, 
gone full on Grizzly Man, essentially. To make the trans transformation more dramatic. that much more dramatic. And then they kept tweeting and teasing it. And then on Monday morning, like, we saw uh, the director post a tweet that was just a pair of sitter, scissors sitting over Jared Leto's ponytail. Oh, and then, God. like, basically it just kept perpetuating like that. Then we saw Jared Leto, like, in a simple, like, picture where he's holding a hand over part of his face. And, like, you can tell his hair's shorter. And you're like, okay, he cut his hair. Then the next tweet that came down the pike was, like, he's sitting in a car with, like, a weird turtleneck and blazer on and, like, bleach blonde hair. And then the next one that came down was that he – it was a close-up of his face and he shaved his eyebrows off. So we're seeing, like, literally every single piece of his transformation into the Joker. But I speculate the reason why he shaved his eyebrows off is they're going to do the more modern Joker where he cut his face off. And then he wears his skin in a mask. I think. That the whole storyline is ridiculous. <sighs> I'm hoping that they – referenced it i don't necessarily think they're gonna go into it because it's gonna be in suicide squad and that would have been something that happened as opposed to just happening so who knows but um he said that he wants his joker to be more cerebral and uh what's the other thing he said i think he said cerebral and um not surprising but uh unpredictable which, which is what the joker needs to be well, and I, it's, it's like people are in the comments were like, oh, so you, Heath Ledger already did that shit. So like, I'm like, no, he didn't. Like, Heath Ledger hit one end of the spectrum that other Jokers have not hit. That's the reality. We need to find a solid middle ground of comedic and psychotic. Right. I've always said this. My favorite thing that I would ever – if they do this, I will be completely satisfied with the Joker. And that's that he pulls a gun out, points at a guy, pulls it, flag comes out. Then he laughs and he does a little bit of monologuing. And while he's monologuing, he's just like – in the middle, not even like at a, a, an epic moment, just like completely unsurprisingly just points it again, shoots – or like not even like pointing it. Just sitting there all like nonchalant and just accidentally pulls the trigger and pretends it's an accident. Flag goes flying out, impales a dude. Dude falls over dead. He's like, oh, psychotic laughter again. And then as he's walking away, the flag blows up. <laughs> like essentially <laughs> just so like a string, ridiculousness. a string of psychotic behavior with comedic acting. Like – that's all I want from the Joker is great moments of just like psychotic psychosis, hilariousness, and I want that laugh again. I want the joke. I want the true Joker laugh that cackles on and on and on that makes you just kind of like curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I want that Joker. So I'm really hoping that with how method Jared Leto is and how much he just digs into his roles, just the same way that Heath Ledger does. He that just, you just really want him to make you cry. <laughs> like in terror more than anything else i'll put that out there in terror and complete fear because i don't know what he's gonna do i don't know if he's gonna hug me or blow me up could be the same thing for him who knows but um but yeah i'm really hoping it turns out well and like i said like the only reason i was frustrated is because it was just like every news source was reporting every tweet and i was like why, well, why doesn't oh anyone wait till the end of the day to fucking aggregate these things like, oh I my god this is there no shit I wanted. I was hoping it would just be the one thing. Like I was really hoping as it was coming out. I'm like, okay, so we see it. Cool. But no, they fucking made it literally every change. Which of the on life. one hand you can't really fault them because I mean, like the hype machine is real. The hype machine is real, especially around a character like Joker. It's just dumb. It's it so dumb. dumb. I agree with you, but it's just <sighs> it makes sense why. But and I agree, it makes sense on one hand. But like we've said, like I wish that the news sources that I was sharing between us could have been simpler, because I was just trying to keep us up to date without like spamming us and like every time it was happening like i don't want to spam this like i but I, I need to like put in a final like this is where we're at kind of moment and it just wasn't happening until like thursday and i was like are you kidding me it took between sunday and thursday for you to finish <laughs> fucking doing this shit 
Anyways. This week on Jared Leto's Tweets. Anyways. Um, be much the last part is four pieces of TV news real quick. This will be real quick. Um, Just a solid reminder for all you PS Plus or PS owners, period. Powers will be on Tuesday. Or uh, on for streaming. So just go on to the store and hit stream. It's that easy. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be on Spotlight. It'll be on the Spotlight right when you start your PS4s and PS3s. So, Probably. Um, check it out. It's it's free for the first one. Everyone gets it for free. It'll be an hour-long episode. Uh, actor that's in it is the dude from District 9 and all those uh, Neil Blomkamp films. Um, I'm excited for it. And then if I'll you want to keep it. watching it, um, PS Plus users get the entire season for free. So those of you most like of us, most <laughs> of the populace, just keep watching it. It'll be really good, trust me. Crime drama with heroes involved or, you know, power people involved from the perspective of the cops will be pretty cool. I'm excited. Um, I hate saying her whole name, but I guess I have to to honor her appropriately. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, has officially stated that she is not returning for Gotham Season 2. Um, as she put it, her contract was just for Season 1. And where the season ends with her character of Fish Mooney... Um, she doesn't see any reason for her to come back in season two, but it's a possibility that she might come back. So I figured she'll wind up probably being like a uh, periodic returning character from probably. here on. But yeah, she just kind of confirmed all that. Um, Supergirl released some photos that they're u- they're the costume that they're using. It's the blue is like essentially it looks this like a female version of the Man of Steel costume. It has that kind of meshy look to it. Um. Looks good. Uh, the other piece of news from the Supergirl set was last week. I forgot to mention it, but they cast two people that were former super characters. Uh, the former 1995 Supergirl from the film has been cast in the in the show oh, really? as well. We don't know who yet, but she's in it. And the other one is um, oh, what is his name? Um, remember him most from uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, he did the, the hosting on that show. Um, uh, but he uh, he played Clark Kent in the Lois and Clark TV show from the 90s that precursed uh, Super Smallville even. Um, I guess that show, but whatever. Um, here don't mind it <laughs> uh here we go um dean kane i knew it's one of those guys uh but dean kane has been asked to come back and play a character uh i believe it's under the article it was either speculated or confirmed that he is going to be uh kara's kryptonian father which i think is actually zod if i remember the storyline correctly i don't remember if 100%. But uh, yeah, he's he's been cast. I know that much. He's in the he's in the show. So, in the same vein that um the original Flash plays the dad of Barry Allen in, in the Flash TV series right now, these two former superhero characters from the super super universe are coming back to play in the new CBS TV series. 
And then last thing is uh, with Agent Carter being done this past Tuesday, uh, I think it was a break week and that the agents – no. It was a break week. And it was a break week. Shield came back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's coming back Tuesday. Um, for those of you who've been keeping up on it, um, basically Sky, who is her real name, is going to now be Quake probably, which is kind of funny. Her name's Sky and then she's now Earth-related, you know. Next season, she'll be Aqua. Yeah, right. Um, but she's manifesting as an inhuman. I was telling you before this, the only thing I'm really curious to find out without watching the series, because I need to watch the first half still, is uh, or first half of season two, I should say, um, is are the Terrigen Mists involved? Because her and um, the an- one of the antagonists also became an inhuman at the same time. And all this is going to pertain to the Inhumans in the film that's coming out in a couple years. And Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are supposedly supposed to also be Inhumans. And if the Terrigen Mists are involved, then they're doing canon, which the Kree Empire, Kree made uh, a lot of things, but they basically are the adversaries of the Scrolls. Scrolls are owned by Fox. And Earth is a war zone, usually for them. It's a If you were thought, thought about from a galactic level battlefield scale, Earth is a linchpin. That's why a lot of shit happens here. Um, but the Terrigen Mists mutate human physiology to allow them to have superpowers. And the Inhumans are basically a race of s- genetically altered humans that have lived, first lived on Earth, and then they realized that societies weren't going to like them, so they moved their entire civilization to the dark side of the moon so they wouldn't be found. I like to see what these Earth-made Inhumans of Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Sky, and the villain from, or the antagonist from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., become or at least why they become this way so we'll kind of keep you guys up to date on if that's included i won't release i'll never say on here outright spoilers because i don't want to spoil myself too greatly on it but small details like that to keep it revolutionary canon wise will be spoken of and with that i think we're going to call uh this portion of the hour and then we'll come back with a topic next Welcome back, guys. So for today, we don't really exactly have a topic. We tried thinking one all week, and there really wasn't one that stood out. So before we get started, I'm going <laughs> to ask a question <laughs> of my buddy here um, in reference to a topic we had two weeks ago that was um, dev cycles and longer and shorter and all that. And something I forgot to ask during that time was, were there any games that you could think of that should have had a longer dev cycle that you wish they would have been given one? And I kind of always just sort of go back to Bioware as a whole as I think about it more because Mass Effect 2 was also partially unfinished. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3 was partially unfinished. Um, KOTOR 1 was un- partially unfinished. This is, And then KOTOR 2 was done by Obsidian, but same boat. Unfinished game had a lot of broken code in there because they just locked it away, and it still ha- affected the main game because it came up with a lot of glitches. Um all those games to me stand out as big ones that I wish that the company, the licensing companies, would have given the developer more time to work on it. Um, beyond that, though, can you think of anything else that? I mean, the only thing that I can really think, and this is, isn't exactly answering your, your question, I don't right, think. Right, right. But um, in regards to not necessarily a longer dev cycle, but, but a, a better, better one dev cycle. Yeah. Because uh, I think the perfect topic that comes to my mind is Watch Dogs. Yeah. Watch Dogs had so much potential. And from the early trailers, it looked so good. I would say that's the same to be said about all uh, Ubisoft games currently. Yeah, really. 
Oh, and I forgot one piece of the Ubisoft news. Totally oh, skipped it over. Oh my gosh, we'll, we'll wait for this. We'll hit, th- yeah, this will be super fast. Um, so they announced, the, or not, I guess it would be an announcement, but. It's the news is floating around. Yeah. Uh, that they're working on several games, but the one that stands out most, especially in your opinion, I think, is the one that affects uh, people with lazy eyes. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, which I feel like it's most people. Yeah. Um, I have a lazy eye. For those who don't know what a lazy eye is. It's when the muscles in your your eyes and them connecting to the brain, they don't connect it really mm-hmm. properly. Yep. So essentially, there'll be times where the muscles just don't really work right, and they just kind of just relax too much, and essentially, it, it doesn't track eye, with the lead eye. Very it doesn't well. track very well, so eventually, you'll just get an eye that more or less just kind of drifts off in the face. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it's affected me a lot in my life because, like, um, I'm sure sheet music alone would have been weird. Not really. I mean. It's not really so much as this, like I see double all the time. It's yeah. just kind of one of those things. Like I remember going for um, eye therapy in like second grade because you essentially have to retrain your brain to work right. with this, and it it doesn't affect me as much as it did now as like as long term effects. The biggest um, one that everyone always gives me shit for is how I hold my head because how mine is specifically triggered. It's it's weird. It actually doesn't give it that way, but mine will always. I've, s- I've noticed it, but it's one of those things I always feel awkward. Like I nev- I never want to mention it right, obviously, you know, but I'm sure. really like I just mentally. Like, um, oh, but I know like why. when. If I ever like hold my head to the left, and you know, I'll like even this. do it right here. It just yeah, does you'll, you'll like kind of just slowly. I, no, tilt. because my head is always tilted slightly to the right because of that. Because of throughout the years, I've overcompensated. Right, and, and that essentially makes sense. done that. But um, this game, which is called, I'm pulling it together right now. I just found it. Yeah. Is called load faster to talk to. Dig rush. Yeah, that's right. Which so essentially, what it will do is force your eyes to work together. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it like 3D glasses? Yeah, it's using 3D glasses and a tablet provided by their physician. This game and will guided only through and and adjusted by physician live mm-hmm. playing, like while playing. Players will work to the dominant and lazy eye in order to train the brain to improve visual perception. The brush will stimulate each eye to differing levels of contrast for the objects displayed in the game. The physician can adjust the game setting in order to customize the experience for each patient. So each person using this method will have just the right level of contrast to suit their weeks eyes conditions. Yeah, so essentially since we're in 3D glasses, there's images of reds and blues on screen. And they'll be adjusting how much they coincide and how much they differentiate to allow either more relaxation or more more trying. So you can go through fluctuations of intense try and intense relax. Mm-hmm. And you can fluctuate that to allow the, the, the simulation of, like, working out, like, in a gym, but with muscles in your eyes. That you I think it's super cool because, like, some of the, the sh- stuff I went through, like, just the therapy was, it was just really weird stuff. Like, I remember, like, you would go into, like, one that might just matter. It was, like, in a dark room, basically just a panel with yeah. a bunch of buttons. Mm-hmm. And the buttons would light up and you would have to push them. And at one point it would say, like, okay, cover up this eye and do it. Cover up that eye and do it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I had... For the longest time, I had a baseball hanging from twine in my room, and I would lay under it, and you'd hit it, and you'd just crack it with your eyes. And I'd just uh, sit, sit there and just bat the ball. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, a, like a cat on your back. Just, eh, eh. That's great. Yeah. But um, this is super cool. I, it's really I cool because it makes me kind of then theorize further. Like, for instance, I have a decent astigmatism in my left eye, and that's a problem. That's a focusing issue. Mm-hmm. That's more or less a f- my eyes track fine. They, they follow each other just great. But focusing and, and, and allowing the right amount of light in to adjust with the images at hand, my eyes don't do that at all. They, they can't. 
I've always been uh, near side or sorry. Um, I can't. I never. It's always opposite. It's always opposite of what sounds correctly. Right. I see close. So um, far sighted. Far sighted. Yeah. So I, my my far sight is horrible. It's like twenty over eighty. I think. Like it's horrible. Like I, I take my glasses off and everything just becomes a far blur. Like uh, it looks horrible. Um, One well, like I wear glasses all the time now and I didn't for the longest time and yeah. I don't necessarily need them just to see everything a lot of the thing that i lost with my situation was depth perception yeah that makes sense um for me like depth perception even maintains even at, like i guess my brain is associated with i mean i've i've had this kind of vision and gradually it's gra- it worsened between first grade and now obviously but i've had bad vision since the first grade mm-hmm. i was thinking about that i'm like okay so for almost 20 years of my life my brain has had the chance to kind of adjust that so i've been able to just drive like put my glasses off to clean them and still be able to drive just fine because I can differentiate colors. Like I, For I me, no it's, it's more just, it's not that I can't really see. It's just kind of at this point, it's just more of that comfort thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, and more of us, what I was about to get at is um, it makes me wonder if there's, if they can develop interactive media that would allow for focused adjustments, like take glasses off, now look at a screen. It's gonna, and they're going to mess with the focus until your eyes start to force the focus to happen. And then your eyes muscles that rely on focusing can become more strengthened too. Right. Like this thought process of an interactive medium that forces the eyes to work differently makes sense to also translate that to other issues associated with it of clarity and depth perception even. Um, and it's a really cool concept conceptually speaking. Like I'm once you post that, it's like my brain immediately just ran across every possible avenue of like, what if it did this and this and this and this? Because, like, for instance, I think for my neighbor, my when I was living at my parents' house, my neighbor's uh, kid, he, um, I think he has a lazy eye, and the way they treated that was they gave him prism lens lenses. Mm-hmm. So it forces one eye to kind of, like, look differently until the, the angle can get better. I had those really, really, and I didn't, though. Yeah, so it's really interesting stuff to find out about because, like, we all, I mean, almost, <laughs> it feels like nowadays almost everybody has some vision problems. Yeah. To some capacity, so. Moral of the story is, all those people who gave me shit because of my lazy eye, how do you feel now because I still have ESD? For the game being, I'm done. Were you were you actually harassed for your lazy eye? I was. That, I'm, I mean, I, I believe it, but at the same time, like, really? Like, people, people actually are, gave it People that, are assholes. Yeah, people me? are assholes. I agree with that completely. So, like, I, yeah, I, I can see it, but it's just it's kind of surprising. Like People are assholes. Again, it was Almost more for, it was more for the, the head-holding thing than anything else. It was like, why do you want to hold your, your eyes open? I thought it was kind of obvious. Like, I'm not, not being mean, but I mean, like, in that, me- that like, public situation kind of just politeness, like, I felt like the moment that you start seeing someone tilt their head and you start to see, like, difference in eye tracking, you immediately just go, oh, I get it. Like, I'm just not going to touch the <laughs> issue. I'm not going to go there. Like, I get it. Well, actually, there's a joke. So when um, – I had my ear pierced, my one ear pierced, and then I got my other ear pierced much later. Oh, yeah. And at the time when I got my other ear pierced, I got it pierced at a 10 because that's what my left was at at that oh, time. Jesus. And I didn't want to, like, have Ow. two different sizes. So. Ah, no. <laughs> no, Cody, bad. That sounds horrible. It, was, it wasn't awful. But okay. regardless, <laughs> John Luke tells the story very vividly of how I was laying on the table. So it was my right ear I got pierced because I was laying like this. And he just remembers, like, watching the needle go through, and my eye just went, just, like, had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the story he tells everyone all the time. I was just like, thanks. 
I'm glad thing, that but I'm glad that I get in a little that you're some a, entertainment you're, you're out a of set, me. You're a comedic set piece now. I'm glad that's what I am to you. Yeah, I don't think I was ever really bullied for my vision problems. I don't think it's a vision problem. It's in general, just like yeah. you have glasses. No, no, no. I got a little bit of that very early on, but that's picks. also like kids are assholes. That's like first and second grade when they don't get it. Right. By the time like you're all in your teens and such, like half the population in most schools has glasses by that point. So yep, like, yep, yep. doesn't matter. Um. But yeah. Okay. So with that, I think we're gonna get into some super fight, which is something that you got from Loot Crate. <laughs> what was it two months ago? Last month? It was last month. It was okay, last, last month's month. crate. So for those who don't know, super fight is essentially another take on the the cards for humanity. Yeah. Apples yeah. to apples. So like, you walk us through this. So I'll play the, the audience in this role. So what card fight is, or super fight? I'm sorry. Super fight is there's four types of cards. The two primary ones are fighters and abilities. And essentially, what the game is, you take a, it's like every game more or less you take three whites and three blacks those are the um so do we draw that now yeah we'll go ahead and do that so we're gonna do three three whites maybe three there you go and three blacks because we're all about diversity here on the (laughs) so now essentially you are going to choose what you think the best fighter is and again it's a little weird with two people because essentially we have to make a case for why our fighter would win Okay. I mean, I'm sure we can reach a consensus. We can, I'm sure. We're, we're objective enough to not rely on our own choices because a lot of this is because it's randomized. So we're going to take a moment here, look at our collections, and, and choose what we, we want to do. And when you're ready, let me know. And we'll have a discard pile right here. And there's two other card types. We'll get to that here in a moment. This is just... Something to fill the topic section since we don't really have anything groundbreaking to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of making this game time. Um, yeah. So let's do this and this. It's just one. Two. Just do one. Well, I'm just pairing up what I have oh, so okay. I have an idea like going forward unless something changes with the next draw. Well, we we discard everything after this. Okay, that so. works. Um, probably do this one. Okay. So go ahead and discard your cards and go ahead yeah, and which pile? Is this is your discard right now. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to. I know where you put that. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. This is the select like, assortment of stacks of cards on the table right now. Okay. So, what is your fighter? Swarm of piranhas, and they regrow body parts at will. What body parts are they growing? <laughs> Everything. I mean, if they get stabbed or shot, they can just whoop, regrow that spot that they just had a hole punched through. Like, they're right back to normal. Alright. So, uh,. It's funny that you chose an army of sorts because uh, my fighter is an army of skeletons. That's a pretty good one. Um, and its ability is using a blank as a club. And I have to draw another character card to decide what they're using as a club. They are using Honey Badger as a club. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Google Honey Badger. <laughs> are they at all semi-aquatic? Because if they are, you are at full advantage. But I think if they're Honey not... Bad- <laughs> that is... A weird draw, because I think about it, like, piranhas go after meat. There's only the honey. I can only remove the club. I can only remove your club. (laughs) Then it's a draw. But then then what am I going to do? It's just like, I'm going to, I like how I'm arguing for me, like, we're not winning right now. (laughs) This is the fact of, like, yeah, but, like, you can't eat a skeleton. But, like, what am I going to do to you? I can't kill you in the sense that you're regenerating. And my piranhas are uninterested in bones. That's the thing, is they're only interested in meat. So they'll eat the honey badger and then leave all the bones. So the skeletons just stand there like, um, 
what now? <laughs> so it's basically gonna be they're gonna this, eat they're gonna eat all the honey badgers, and it's gonna be like now what? I mean, everyone in the in, in so, this instance. So we'll pull in one of our other cards here. There's two other cards that are usually used to um, break tiebreakers. Okay, yeah, I like that. So we will use a location card for this one because I feel like that's big that, for that's the blue. I'm assuming that's the blue. Okay. So our location for this fight is a Mars colony. Skeletons win that one. I think I win. Yeah, yeah. There's no water. Well, I mean, it's some water. Maybe, maybe there's oh, a I mean, colony. Sure, but <laughs> I mean, if we want to be really objective, I think you win that one. Because I mean, in any case, if the skeletons vent atmosphere in a chamber where there's water, skeletons won. Like they're gonna survive regardless of oxygen or not, water or not. Piranhas, water, they lose. So in that case, you win. Yay! Super fight over. Super fight begin again. Round two. Fight. Fight. <laughs> I, I like okay. this one, actually. <laughs> these are actually oh, these way are so better. much better. <laughs> so oh, my much God. Better option. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I kind of do. Uh, do you want to do three at once? Oh, because these super are super so fight. Yeah, like super fight. Oh, because this will be so good. This one is ridiculous. Okay. I don't. Oh yeah, no, this will be. Okay, no, I have these are all actually perfect. Oh, in the perfect sense that they work. Okay, so this one. No, this one will go here. This one here, and this one here. Okay, yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> all right, I will. I'll choose my. Let's do round, or I guess this will be mini. <laughs> This will be round two, <laughs> fight, fight one. one. So I'll do my least boring of my options. We have the Loch Ness Monster that can fly at the speed of molasses. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw down Mothra with a railgun. Ooh. <laughs> I counter your, your, your Mothra with a Stegosaurus that has been bitten by a radioactive poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> what does um, that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Does okay, this is this one's this one's my trump card. Okay, well I'll counter that with Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob, <laughs> who can call in an orbital orbital bombardment. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. Like like under the sea in Bikini Bottom or just anywhere? Anywhere. Oh, like geez. she remember she's from the surface. She lives underwater out of choice. She can go to the surface anytime she wants. Call in an orbital bombardment from space. So. Why does Sandy Cheeks have this kind of power? What were we thinking? I don't know, but I think you have your last set here. We have the common cold that everything they touch turns inside out. Keanu Reeves leading a team of trained velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you saw John Wick. Where that's a dangerous combination. <laughs> he will kill everything, and if he doesn't kill them, the velociraptors are there to pick up the scraps. So um, where do we begin here? <laughs> all right, so Mothra. Let's 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 just uh, let's start just, off with the start one. Let's here. remove the Loch Ness monster that can fly at the speed of molasses. We have a large monster who is supposedly supposed to survive in water, who is now in the sky flying at the speed of molasses. He will die immediately <laughs> by He's, any of these. So actually, no. I think I think this the Loch Ness monster counteracts your sandy cheeks because this will protect my other armies from your orbital bombardment, and then she's just like, now what? Plural. Multiple bombardments. One will okay, take down that. So, so. so uh, how do you know? It's a Loch Ness Monster. 
You ain't got shit on a Loch Ness monster. Maybe he'll just the fly. S- have you seen the size of the theoretical Loch Ness monster? No. It's not as big as the, like it's a dinosaur, <laughs> of course. It's a, it's just a, it's look it's like a brachiosaurus with fins. So if you remember the Jurassic Park films, it's like a giant giraffe. That could survive so many or- orbital bombardments. Like one. Th- th- all right. Well, <laughs> like one being shot straight <laughs> through the stomach with the laser and it's done. Loch monster now. Okay. So okay. that the the bombardments are still in play. Oh, it's geez. just they have a probably have a timer of sorts of reset. <laughs> Cool down. Yeah, cool down of sorts. I can't attack like my orbital bombardments on cooldown. And then on top of that, though, Sandy Cheeks is perfectly capable. If you remember SpongeBob, she fucked everybody up. She did karate and a bunch. No, of no, other no. Shit. She doesn't have her karate here. It's just for no, orbital no. bombardments. She's a character, and she has a certain All right. s- uh, style. All right. Same with Keanu Reeves. Like, there's a reason why he's just Keanu Reeves here. It's because they're referencing the him. And he's uh, he's crazy with martial arts and killing people with guns. And that was a Velociraptor. And Velociraptors. Well, I mean, so we now we need to dissect this one. Yeah, yeah, a we Stegosaurus do. bitten by a radioactive poltergeist. Okay, so with this one, um, the Stegosaurus <laughs> has the ability to pass through walls and cause chaos wherever he goes at will. Beyond that, my th- people can't do much against the ghosts. Let's be real. So unless he's in his solid form, can't do anything. And all he can do is just make hell for these guys. But these guys are so powerful. I mean, Mothra. I mean, it does, Mothra is unaffected by a poltergeist at the end of the day. This like, is true. It's a monster. It doesn't give two shits. Oh, Ghost is here. Flaps its wings once. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's still going to be here. Moth, doing moth yeah. shit. It doesn't, doesn't fucking care. Keanu Reeves was in the Matrix. I kind of feel like he himself was a poltergeist of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, the, but the world was of the he Matrix. a Stegosaurus? No, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not defe- disputing that. I'm just saying, like, what, what effect he has on a ghost? Not much of anything. So who wins this? Like, they, they kind of don't affect each I, other. Yeah, I kind of feel like this doesn't affect anyone in this fight. So I feel like my third one is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that one's pretty solid. Common cold that everything it touches, so in this case, everything it infects, yeah, turns yeah. inside out. Common cold spreads very quickly. Yeah, and I have nothing to counteract that. So Your Velociraptors just got shit on. The only thing would be the orbital bombardment. Could burn away the common cold in the intense heat, but that'd be it. But that's the only opportunity. But I mean, this is like I know, I know. Uh, well, I guess railgun too, because railgun is a, a magnetically accelerated cannon, usually an intense beam of sorts, because of how much heat is coming off of it. It has plasma. Plasma could kill a common cold with enough heat. But it would turn that plasma beam inside out. I don't. Fucking no, it doesn't. Know. It wouldn't do that. But I do feel like I feel like all these people would be beaten, but they'd have a chance to just create a giant stalemate in this instance. Like, so I, I think this entire thing is just a draw. I yeah, this one. This one was good. I like this one because it's just so over the top. Yeah, I was thinking about giving uh, Mothra the trained Velociraptors just for that's just ridiculous move, and giving Keanu Reeves a railgun. Just, <laughs> I think I would have been so much better. Are you serious? But I like the idea of Mothra flying around, fighting Godzilla with a railgun in his hand, just because it can. God damn it. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I think we did this last That one. was one of our discard ones. Yeah, I see that one. All right. Round three. Interesting to say the least. I think we do this one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, 
this one. Okay. Actually, in one way, brilliant. I mean, I can have some fun with these three, but I don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Well, two of mine again, but I think one of mine is impervious. Um, okay, so that one's kind of ironic. The one um, that's impervious is actually pretty ironic. Okay. for the skill mates it's on one of the um, condition cards I think it's purple card we'll let it slide let's see the purple cards which are called scenarios I'm sorry it's like a full 500 card deck usually this is just a little side deck essentially <laughs> It's good. I'm so far enjoying. Like, I, I understand literally every reference that has come up. Yeah. I mean, even ones that I have in my hand right now. Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, I've seen all these things at some point or in time. Like, that's all good. All right. So, you ready? Yeah, my first one. Yep. Iron Giant riding a nuclear missile. Okay. Kind of ironic, in my opinion, because of how Iron Giant ended <laughs> with him being blown up <laughs> in the sky. I counteract that with King Arthur, who has cannons instead of hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I didn't get that good picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I'm gonna switch this one up actually. Oh jeez. Uh, either way, room. either way, it doesn't really matter too much. But, but tricks. Next up, I got the Yeti who can leap over tall buildings in a single bound. So I, I think of the <laughs> Yeti in the sense that he's like a man ape thing that's gonna kill things with his bare Essentially hands. Essentially a furry Hulk. Yeah, one. kind of. Basically, that's kind of what I'm, he's turned into. I have Trapper. Who is faster than a speeding bullet? Okay. He just runs around and lays traps. Things. Yeah. Doctor Horrible with the lightsaber from Star Wars Seven. Brants that can only be killed by a shot to the head. <laughs> what? <laughs> France. Yeah, yeah. The country. Yeah. Can only be killed by a shot to the head. Whose head? France's head. So the head of their country? I don't know. Or are we talking about? Well, if you think about it, if, if it is the head of the country, that means that like their prime minister, and that's it. You kill the prime minister, you're done. Yeah, but you have to get through the prime minister, which you can't kill anyone else because you can only kill France. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure you can kill all of France. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Iron Giant riding a nuclear missile kills France. <laughs> but only to a shot to the head. But yeah, that one wins. <laughs> 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 I, I saw the opportunity. I had to take it. Um, I think my trapper might take out your yeti. I think so too. I would agree to that. My my yeti is ba like, although yetis have yet to be caught, I agree with you. Speeding bullets, no amount of leaping. The can fastest trapper in the world could do it. Okay, so now I still way. have trapper, and then I have King Arthur. King Arthur is just I don't I don't know what he's doing. It's basically Samus. What kind of cannons? I, like in my head, I immediately thought of uh, like. Medieval cannons where they're just <laughs> shooting cannonballs. I mean, that's pretty good in one way. <laughs> Except for the part where we got Dr. Horrible, Neil Patrick Harris's character from the, the, the musical, wielding the Star Wars 7 hilted lightsaber. Is that really what that says? Just yeah. Word <laughs> Armed with a lightsaber that has two smaller lightsabers sticking out okay. of the hilt. Okay. Uh, I thought it literally said Star Wars oh, 7. Oh, that would be great. I was like, what? Great. 
Well, I mean, that would right. make sense. I mean, that w- it just came out um, February, yeah. and that trailer came out in December. Yeah. Um, the sets are built specifically for. Yeah, like just for Loot Crate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dr. Horrible with lightsaber probably trumps King Arthur with cannon hands. I think so, which is rather unfortunate for King Arthur. And I... This is, doesn't say multiple. So after I use this on France, I'm pretty sure Iron <laughs> Giant's out. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm pretty sure he's out after he took out France. So now it's a, it's a question of Mr. Uh, Dr. Horrible versus a Trapper. He's fast as a speeding bullet. I guess, I mean, if the Trapper wants to get close to, to Dr. Horrible. It might be a trap. It might be. Well, <laughs> it'll be a different kind of trap because he'll be running into a lightsaber. Can the trap be tra- Trapper be Trap? Well, Dr. Horrible as a character creates a lot of super weapons. Sure. Super villains. So... He might have the ultimate trap. He might. The trapper might fall into the trap because he's not <laughs> watching where he's going because he's running so fast. Setting traps. Setting traps. Too many traps. Too many traps. So we'll give this one to Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible wins, which good for him. He he doesn't usually win. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty horrible. He's the horrible. All right. Round four. Fight. Bang, bang. Oh, all these characters oh. are great. Okay, I'm I'm okay. I understand. I actually understand all but one of these references for the weapons. Oh, oh, that one's just logical. Oopsies, spoilers. You almost sound like Harry. <laughs> uh, pretty oh ridiculous. my god! Okay, I'm going with this one here. This one here. So we'll mix this one. We'll mix this and one this up a little one bit. Here. So once we decide, and yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll say we can't change this time to counteract this, but I'm gonna throw a scenario in there from our, right from the get. Let's go. just yeah. Let's start off with a scenario. What's the other one? Uh, scenario. Or no, this, I mean, this is location. This is yeah. scenario. So this is let's, location. Let's let's do all of it. Let's let's set up a scenario okay. location. Our our location is a crashing airplane with one parachute. Oh. And our scenario. Let's say it with three parachutes and the winning okay, team. Okay, this doesn't survive. really work because our location is a crashing airplane with one parachute, and our scenario is all fighters are in helicopters. No, 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 no th- th- this works. Does it? I don't think it does. I think the helicopters aren't in flight. Let's just say, let's say it's a carrier plane, like one of those big, like big carriers. So we're just literally just sitting in yeah, yeah. helicopters in a plane that's about to crash. Yep, and okay. uh, and they can f- they can do their attacks roughly from the helicopters. I mean, obviously, if they have to run up, they'll get out and, and attack. But there just for the situ- situation, they're starting out the fight in helicopters that are inside of a plane. That's about to crash. That's about it only to crash. has one parachute, but it only it's okay because we're in I said three. Like, it's a team set. It's, a, it's <laughs> enough to carry the team. Okay. But that, that'll be it. Uh, okay, we're going to so start this with uh, Prince Charming, who's armed with a really, really bright laser pointer. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start this one off with a raccoon who has a dubstep gun. Ooh, the distractions. Well, I, did you play with a dubstep gun? And, uh, I saw it. I, I never yeah, experienced yeah, it, it, but I saw everything it. everything up. All the while blasting dubstep. Drop the mics. All right. So I have a grizzly bear armed with a piranha launcher. Amazon warrior with machine gun for legs. King Gon- King Kong, who is really good at parkour. Really? <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> you chained to your evil twin. Me? Yeah, you're the player to my right. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> so now you're involved in this on my side. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I can use this to my advantage. Okay. Because I ain't got shit on King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does my evil twin. <laughs> well, your evil twin is like, okay, so you might be bitchy and super nice. Your evil twin is sup- is like not at all complaining, but fucking horrible to everybody. I don't know if I still have anything on King Kong, though. Yeah. Wait, but this is the thing. So it's me. So I only have one good eye. Prince Charming points his really bright laser pointer at my good eye. Okay. I am, I'm, okay. I'm out. Yeah, you're out. You are. You're done. <laughs> you're totally done. You're right. In a helicopter? You, why would they let me drive a helicopter? Whose idea was this? You're not driving it. You're just in it. Remember oh, that. Okay. It doesn't okay. say drive. You're just in. You're just in the helicopter in the plane. <laughs> I don't understand what the point of being in a helicopter is then. If you're not don't worry about it. Around. Like there, you could. The options there. You can use the guns. You can try to turn on the rotors, and it could <laughs> fuck everything up. Hell, maybe you're the reason why the plane's going down. That's mean. Why would you say that? I'm just saying. Maybe like, I'm just sitting maybe. in the cockpit going. <laughs> maybe you are. Maybe you are. And then the helicopter gets blown up by any one of these reasons. It gets blown up. We're bringing in another fighter to the side. It gets blown up by a carnivorous plant. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, it, it's uh, it's one from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, goodness. Yep. Feed right. me, Seymour. So what do we got? What do we got left? Uh, uh, I got a raccoon with a dubstep gun that pretty much annihilates anything in its path because dubstep guns are stupid, powerful, in its original source material. Okay, so that definitely knocks out the Groot Ninja. Yeah, that's done. He's gone. The Amazon warrior with machine gun legs. I mean, that's pretty fucking terrifying when you think about it. Did you ever see uh, Planet Terror? The no. Oh, that's a good ground house film. So, you know, it's it's big budget B-movie. But stripper with a machine gun leg does one of her, like, routines essentially. Like, she's fully clothed at this time, but they're killing zombies, and she just uses her routine to keep her motion in, in constant motion and swings her leg around as a dancer, just, like, unloading on everyone. So, an Amazon warrior with all of her training doing flips and shit. And every time she does flips, lifting her legs up and just dropping people with machine gun rounds could work really well. In fact, King Kong with parkour does not survive a machine gun. I leg. think it's – but he's really good at parkour. <laughs> he's also a really big target and susceptible to really big rounds. But he's really good at parkour. I think you're missing a plane. main point. <laughs> he's in throw- a helicopter he's in a King plane. Kong, he's throwing helicopters at people. Be that as it may, the Amazon Warriors can dodge that shit. Look at look at uh, Wonder Woman. She's technically an Amazon Warrior. And then Where's Prince oh, Charming? Prince Charming's dead. He's been dead. Raccoon gun. Oh, Raccoon with dubstep gun definitely killed Laser Pointer Man. I don't know. He might have like shined it in his eyes. In which case, the raccoon becomes the winner in general. I think because he's more devastating when he's blind and just firing everywhere. So just snatch those two. Like just r- just rac- rocket raccoon <laughs> with a dubstep gun. All right, I think this is the final match. I think it is too. Last round, final battle, fight. Okay, okay. How many do you have? Three. Three. How many left are left? Let's see if we can just split the deck. Split the deck at this point. All right, yeah. So we're doing five fighters. <laughs> okay, five fighters, five, uh, five pals. Let's do five. Let's yeah. do five. Yeah, Let's yeah, do that's right. Just gonna put one <laughs> one here. One here. <laughs> one here. 
Can I just get this one out of the way and then I'll just shoot him and fight him? Hold on one sec. Because I just know this is going to be useless, but it's just too good for comedic effect. No, 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 just save it. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> you'll reference it later. We'll okay. do that. I'm just going to... The last six attack methods that we are not using for this final round, just so that they're out there for everyone to hear, can only be killed by a stake through the heart. France would have been good for that one. Wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> flaming hands. Armed with limitless loot crate. Oh, that's stupid. That is dumb. Wearing a scuba suit. Wearing a bubble wrap suit. Ooh. I'm glad we missed out on all the dumb ones. Bubble wrap suit was pretty OP, though. <laughs> <laughs> I right, mean, right, right. going back to the me, I would just get so distracted by that and just... <laughs> there you go. Do we want to do a location? Okay, so we'll each just pull at random. Like, fan it out, pull one random. I'm going to do a... Uh, a what is it? Situation? S scenario. Yeah, scenario. Fighters are jousting. The fighters are jousting. Okay. Oh, I that's, I that's pretty good, actually. Okay, and they are jousting on a slope of an erupting volcano. Here, I got one more idea, actually. Let's uh, each pull one opposite, and if we prefer it to what's down, we'll take it. Okay. But I'll pull one. You'll pull one, too. So, Desert Island, does that trump? I think, I think jousting on a volcano I think that pretty totally, fucking cool. I think that one's good. Okay. I think that, I'll, I'll list off these ones that Ooh, remain, Ooh, this too. one's pretty good. Well, the, uh, I was going to say list off what remains okay. so people can hear what's On what's a roller coaster. Okay. Deep in the Amazon forest. Undersea research station. Godzilla's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and a old, well, that's spoilers, but one of my characters is Godzilla right now. So does that mean if we yeah, had that, I would just automatically win? Because, I mean, you're all you're, on my stomach. No, no, he ate himself. Oh, jeez. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the last one I missed here? Um, um, I'm sorry, old rope bridge over lava. That one's always a good win. That's but, a good one. Um, okay, so then the the other scenarios. We'll save this one for last, but I think this one has some some, some merit for this one. Okay. Um, oh, that would have been a good one for the uh, – that would be a good sub one too. What is it? All fighters are armed with chainsaws. All right. We'll just toss that one though because that, that's, that's a little bit much. Um, all fighters are armed with gasoline squirt guns on a volcano. That would be interesting. That would be terrifying actually. Fighters cannot see or hear. Ooh, that would be really interesting. That'd be really interesting. Um, fighters are bungee jumping next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> fighters are riding giant blanks. Draw a random character card. So riding giant King Kongs. <laughs> okay. Uh, gravity is reversed. Pretty interesting. You're in space. Okay. There's no ceiling. Um. Fighting for custody of blank on court TV. The player to your right. <laughs> Fighting for you. Fighting All right, for you. so this okay, last so scenario that we're, we're is uh, fighters are inside giant robotic blanks. Oh, no, that was the last one. It was about to be giant, giant robotic grizzly bears. I don't think that defeats jousting, though. I think jousting is good. What's funny it's just is a, one, of it's my an actual scenario. one of my joke ones might actually <laughs> just turn into the most overpowered thing in the world. <laughs> oh, but I one of these is questionable on what they're referencing. I just noticed. Oh, 
this one is <laughs> that's awful No, we're, at, we're out of time, but we're gonna finish the ultimate. Yeah, we're match. gonna finish this this fight. So the super fight. Um, uh, this is a tough one. Five is a lot. I feel uh, like one of wow. Okay, so I'm gonna. I feel like it's gonna be this one because that's just. I'm hoping that's what it's referencing. Again, I have another one. It could be questionable on what they're referencing. Um. Okay. Okay. So. one's gonna be awful you want to just start off do you have one to start with i'm gonna start with one okay hercules is really really emotional so he has all that strength (laughs) so basically what you're saying is we're jousting on a volcano while hercules is on its period (laughs) yeah so he's either gonna destroy you or cry and if he's crying he's probably still gonna throw something at you and he's hercules so he's still gonna hurt you like that's that's dangerous mixture Counter that with Star Lord armed with a Gatling gun. I like that one. That one's pretty good. <laughs> um, we're saving the most ridiculous one for last. We'll get this one out of the way first because this one, I'm just going to say this and discard it because it's just done. It's Goliath covered in gasoline <laughs> on a volcano. So, just, so good job. We did it. He I'm killed already Goliath. Down. Down. <laughs> this one's probably also just a loss. I'm just gonna put it out there. Water buffalo, literally a gif. <laughs> He's just repeating the same motion over and over and over again. Whatever that motion is, jousting probably. <laughs> so he's jousting in place. Well, he's a water buffalo, so he doesn't need a horse. He's just running at him <laughs> with his own horns <laughs> over and over and over again. He's just really tired. And and he loses. <laughs> That's the reality. He lost. All right. Um. But but emotional Hercules is still in play, and Star Lord with a Gatling gun. Yep. Um, all right. I have. This one's dangerous. This one, oh, so dangerous. Godzilla swinging a two-ton tuna. He'd eat it. Let's be real. He's <laughs> no, Godzilla. No, he's swinging it. Yeah, yeah, into his mouth. No, I, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hercules throwing a bath. I realized that Godzilla, Godzilla with this is a bad matchup. Godzilla <laughs> eats fish. In copious amounts. And Herculeses. An ocelot armed with a machete. Derby girl who can summon an infinite amount of trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> a sushi chef. So always angry. Okay. Throwing balloon, water balloons filled with acid. Ooh. Interesting. I want Yelling you to in Japanese. Your, I want you to do your last one first. Okay. I don't know if this is referencing the organization or the mythical creature, but Hydra. It just says Hydra. Okay, let's say – make a decision then because I'm going to make a decision with Hydra. Well, to be fitting, like more more appropriate, it will be the organization okay. for, the, for the weapon because it's command an army of, in, of disposable minions, which is literally what Hydra, Hydra does. does. Yeah, okay. so that makes the most sense <laughs> in this scenario. So this one is just the, the peak of brilliance. Uh, it is Ash, and I'm going to go with Ash catching. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, who is stuck in one of those electric cars for toddlers. <laughs> It'd be equally as funny if it was Ash from Evil Dead. Like, shotgun, chainsaw hand, just stuck, stuck in <laughs> <laughs> Can't go anywhere. 
But see, at, we have to keep in mind that Ash yeah, yeah. has his Pokemon at his disposal. And he's immortal. And he's immortal, eating the soul of his 12, children. At 12 years old. That's why he's in that thing. He's stuck in that toddler <laughs> thing because he's, pray- <laughs> he's preying permanently upon the toddlers. Got it. Well, in this instance, I'm pretty sure he can still be destroyed by by lava. But what if yours can be destroyed by lava? Technically, all of them, <laughs> if you want to get down to brass tacks, they all can. Um, I'm assuming this is sort of like uh, Star Wars Episode Three kind of situation, where there's like lava present, but they're not actively like under immense threat. Okay. But if they fall the wrong way, they're in lava. Okay. Like, well, yeah. So jousting, essentially, we have jousting matches. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You get knocked off your horse. So in you're one, in lava. Let's just so say that. So on one you hand, Ash off. can't be knocked off a horse because he's in a toddler thing. Yeah. Well, the toddler thing's on top of a horse. Let's let's just <laughs> be real. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So why does your buffalo get to not joust on anything? No, no. Bec- the the buffalo is the problem. The buffalo's dead. Let's be real. The buffalo's <laughs> dead. So he's not even. He, just because he wasn't on a horse at the time doesn't mean it wasn't valid because he was participating in the joust with himself. They just taped the jousting stick to his back and. <laughs> He's the horse. He's got this incredible vision of a buffalo with a jousting stick on its back, duct taped to it. (laughs) Around the body, and then he charges, fails, falls in the lava. Because he's a water buffalo. He can't see very well. He's in the lava. All right, so what do we got here? Uh, Ocelot armed with a machete is pretty interesting. Not very dangerous. I think we have to take into consideration the fact that we are – so we we establish the fact that we're on a planet like Mustafar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on a volcano that's in a similar well, setup. Underneath yeah. us. How dangerous are infinite trampolines? Pretty damn dangerous. Because, I mean, if we're, if you're able to just be knocked off a horse and fall in the lava, if you're on a trampoline on a horse <laughs> or on a trampoline No, I think you're jousting across trampolines. <laughs> I'm pretty sure only that one's jousting across trampolines then because they're armed with trampolines. No, she can, just, she can summon them everywhere. Oh. Okay. Well, in that case. The acid's everywhere because it's bouncing and then splashing <laughs> on enemies, and just everyone's covered in acid. No one wins in that scenario. Okay. I want to say Sushi Chef has probably got acid in his face and falling into the lava, so yeah. he's probably dead. He's probably gone. He's gone. I'll, okay. just, I'll just card those guys because, yeah, he's dead. Hydra's ar- uh, army of disposable minions. You know what? Yeah, they're all dying, but they're Hydra, and they don't end. I'm pretty sure Hydra wins. In this scenario, like Hercules, yeah, he'll probably fall in the lava eventually because he's so emotional. He'll just throw something incorrectly in, in lava. You're missing the important thing here, though. Ash Ketchum is stuck in a toddler's cart. He ain't coming out. And a toddler cart, I don't think, can bounce very far on lava. Uh, I'm sorry, on the trampoline. And I don't think it can be pushed very far during jousting. Hercules just died. You just said he fell in the no, lava. No, I said that he would. Okay, he died before you could get to Ash. Ash is just running away. Just I thought we were just explaining how they would probably go. Because <laughs> I thought we were, just trying to, we were just trying to eliminate. I'm like, you know what? Ash would probably lose to, to Hercules. And in the process, though, Hercules would fly off. <laughs> like okay, I could so s- let's do that. Ash yeah. sacrifices himself to kill Hercules. Yeah, to, to drag him down with him. That would make the most sense. So we've got Derby Girl, Godzilla, and Star-Lord. Ocelot with an ar- arm to the machete. That thing is just bounding because Ocelot's bound normally. So now you just gave it a bouncy surface to leap even higher from. He's just going to get splashed with a two-ton tuna by Godzilla, though. No, we've already established that Godzilla's eating the tuna. No, he's he's armed with it. 
No, we already established that Hercules threw He's the tuna back. He's swinging it. Oh, my god. We, we had established that at the beginning. That you even said, like, tuna is probably actually a bad choice for Godzilla because Godzilla eats fish. Can't wait to s- – you should have defended Godzilla's stance this entire time. <laughs> 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 he ate himself and lost from the start. Got it. But he's swinging a two-ton tuna inside of his own his, stomach. He has just part of his upper body <laughs> so and it's, an it's arm. Godzilla with a two-ton tuna sticking it down his throat into his stomach <laughs> and just wailing it around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. He, he ate it and he's just <laughs> <laughs> swinging it around inside of his stomach. That would have been good, too. Um, the ocelot with the machete. I'm not sure how he's holding the machete. He's probably got it in his oh, – I don't know. Armed would say that he has it attached or carrying it. Probably taped to his back or something, and he just leaps. Or it's taped to the top of his head. That's what it is. Because when he pounces on things, the machete will impale, and then he has a chance to bite. Okay, so my question is now is where is Hydra sending this army in from? Is that even a question? It I mean, is a Hydra, question. Hydra has invaluable, innumerable resources. Because I'm just saying that I could, like, technically – Summon a trampoline like in front of them, and then they just can't ever get there. I mean, just the number of trampolines that automatically just continuously bounce them into lava. It depends. You're right. I mean, with Hydra, I feel like it could come from literally any angle. I mean, you kill one. It's. I mean, the organizations that take on the fucking mythical beast, kill one, you get two more out of it. So. I feel like it, all angles, they probably have an airship nearby that they're just sh- parachuting from all at random, all over the place. They're just swarming the place at this point. So, uh, I, created so a, I created a barrier of endless trampolines around them. And this is disposable minions, an army of them. Okay, so at this at some point... We're both what, at infinite levels now. I was going to say, it's an army of disposable minions, but I have an army of disposable trampolines. I feel like, okay, just... I say the Ocelot and Star-Lord take each other out because Star-Lord's going to shoot the Ocelot as it leaps at him, but he's going to have that, that machete taped to him, and the machete is still just going to impale Star-Lord. Yep. They're both going to just die on each other. So that's that's that. You're right. We found we we found the inf- infinite infinite war here. Hydra with infinite disposable minions. So let's, let's bring back in another scenario. Let's yeah, yeah, just to end this. Let's pull the, the jousting. No, that's still existing. Okay. The jousting is – I feel like the jousting was kind of ignored throughout this. Well, this whole thing, it's been them charging each other. That's my thought is the char- joust is less official and more of like, okay, two two ends, and they're just constantly coming at each other. Hold on. You ready? Scenario to end all scenarios. The disposable army and Derby Girl, armed trampolines, is fighting for custody of an op- – no, wait. That's the wrong That's – yeah, we'll pull some Fighting from the Ocelot. Let's no. do a quick little shuffle real quick. Fighting for. <laughs> Man, they are. Ocelot again. God damn it. For a raccoon on Court TV. Derby Girl's motherly instincts would obviously. Have you seen a Derby Girl? Her motherly instincts. Have she you has, seen a Derby Girl? Have you seen the amount of trampolines this bitch has? Yeah, but have you seen a Derby Girl? <laughs> yes. Most of them aren't mothers. This one is. No. This one is the Derby Girl to end on Derby Girls. I'm pretty sure that's an actual character <laughs> from something. And someone out there that listens to this and who knows her is going to be like, what the Derby fuck? Girl. How do you not know her? No, there was a Derby Girl. It's a 2007 novel by Shauna Cross. Okay, so yeah, she's a girl who her Texas mother wants her to be a beauty pageant queen. And she wants to play roller derby. 
and she has a child from her her troubled no. youth. She doesn't. She's have trying a child. to get she this raccoon. Back. We have the character like synopsis here. She has no child. But she's trying to fight for custody of this child because she feels like it's, it's a, a raccoon. It's not a child. But it's a baby raccoon. It's the a raccoon, raccoon can't hold hold on for itself. You can't throw that raccoon off into the freaking side of volcano on Mustafar. What's it gonna do? We're still on Mustafar. We're I fighting know. for this on Mustafar. What's Hydra going to do with the raccoon? Do you really think they're going to give Hydra a ra- custody of a raccoon? If this is the raccoon that was in the previous fight, he has a dubstep no, gun. No, it's not with the dubstep gun. He lost his dubstep gun as this Well, regardless, class. he's capable of wielding weaponry, obviously, because he used a dubstep gun at one point, even if he doesn't have it now. He's obviously an advanced raccoon that they want. So the court is going to see their selfish ways and give it to the Derby girl who just wants to love and care for him. Hydra is the court. That doesn't say it anywhere. They've infiltrated every organization in the world. TV court. Guess what? That's the biggest scheme of them all. <laughs> Trampolines. Hydra. Trampolines. <laughs> Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and every organization in the world, including crappy TV judge shows. I still don't understand who wins. <laughs> <laughs> I think Derby Girl just survives. I'm pretty sure Hydra won. <laughs> And Derby Girl lives. The real winner of this all is the Navy. <laughs> I got that one early on. I was, uh, yeah. So the Navy, who is, can fly at the speed of a light. <laughs> all right. Well, that would make sense. They're usually more associated with the ocean. They don't understand say, the sky. So it's like, oh, what does this do? All right, guys. So with that, we're gonna wrap up. Uh, this was the Geek Domination podcast. That you was can, fun. It was really fun. That was, that was fun. good. It was um, a nice little change of pace. If you guys wanna play along or submit ideas or anything like that i'm sure that this company the ori- i don't know who was the actual original company that made them let's look up find out hold on we'll block those super fight we that should actually get the actual deck i was gonna say we definitely should um so these cards are brought to you by these ones by loot crate but in partnership with i think it was skybound it, games skybound games um i'm sure they have a suggestion page on there just like Cards in the community. These ones seem much more pop culture reference 500 card core deck. I want it. Um, That's $35. Well, see, there's other, there's I'll other probably packs get it too. too. I'll probably there's end up getting additional it. decks that you Does can it have get. a suggestion page? Maybe. Suggest a card. There you go. Um, go there and suggest cards. Um, in addition to all this, um, we welcome you guys to email us at, at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. But not if you're gonna fight to us over a raccoon. Yeah, please don't like. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you could add your own little debates in there, but don't make it too extensive. We probably won't respond to those, honestly. Just to be realistic. Um, but we do accept any level of criticisms over this fight because it was ridiculous. At the end of the day, like we both wouldn't like. Yeah, just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But any feedback you guys have, any questions, comments, um, advice. We're not. We're not. We probably won't give you the best advice, but we'll give you some funny advice if you want it. I'll Very sarcastic. Give you advice based off of Super Fight. It, are, you like, like, are you going to be like? Are you going to be sort of like a tarot card reading, but with Super Fight characters? Maybe, but it's going to be like more what you do in a situation. I was like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do in the situation. Star Lord, I'm going to tell you what the literal Teen Wolf. Um, hang on, <clears throat> hang on. Just grab on. one, Jesus. I want one that's wearing a bubble wrap suit would do in this situation. All right. You I think email us <laughs> and let us know what you think a literal teen wolf will do in a bubble wrap suit in this situation. 
and that would be email us at geekdominationmissionaries at gmail.com and we'll respond in kind thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week